where you and I can connect. It's a show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. You know how it goes down. Family, thank you so much for joining us today. I have got a groundbreaking show for you, so make sure you are tuned in and locked for the whole time. This conversation that we're having is so incredibly important. I'm grateful. Shout out to Marvell, our station manager, who allowed me to extend the show. Before we get into the show, we're having a brother-to-brother conversation. I have invited some brothers to the studio to talk about being a black man in America. We got to continue to have the conversation. But before we do that, I just want to tell you about a couple of things. Dave Chappelle dropped a Netflix special entitled 846. It is named after the number of minutes that the murderous cop had his knee on George Floyd's neck. Uh, I watched it last night. It was really like his therapy session. Folks in the audience were very uncomfortable but it's all good because we got to push the envelope. We got to make people uncomfortable. You can't get to comfortable until you get uncomfortable. And if you're too busy in the comfortable space, then you won't act and take action. So uh, check that out. Dave Chappelle's special. It's called 846. I saw it on YouTube. I didn't see it actually on Netflix. It was on YouTube. So check it out. It's called 846. It dropped this week. Also, this week, the Louisville, Kentucky Metro Council voted unanimously to ban no-knock warrants in Louisville. That legislation was titled Brianna's Law, and that's in honor of Brianna Taylor, who was at home, innocently at home, when police came, broke down the door with a no-knock warrant into the wrong residence, and fatally shot her. Um, And so that law in Louisville, Kentucky, the no-knock warrants are now banned in that city. You know, we got to make small progresses in order to make a big impact. So this is an awesome thing. And hopefully more cities, towns all across this country will do the same thing. Also this week, Sabrina Fulton, mother of Trayvon Martin, announced that she will run for a seat in the Miami-Dade County Commissioner for District 1 in Miami Gardens, which is her hometown. And that's how it works. To make change, again, we got to get involved. So you can run for office or you can just vote. Registering to vote in California, the deadline for the 2020 general election is October 19th. You can go to sos.ca.gov, click the elections tab, and then scroll down, register to vote. I'll also post that up on the Full Circle Facebook page. So make sure you follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at Full Circle 975. Also, Safe Black Space, shout out to a friend to the show, Dr. Christy Hagen. Safe Black Space Community healing circles happening virtually. If you want more information, visit safeblackspace.org or visit them on Facebook. That's how we're doing it today, fam. So we're having this conversation with a bunch of really amazing men 
that I'm so happy to have all of these brothers in the building. Michael Benjamin II, Tyler McClure, Dr. Malachi Cote, Christopher Kuhn, the poet, and the big homie from 97.5. Um, and also, this is a, a collaboration with um, Taylor, who hosts uh, the Blue Cup Convos. She has a podcast, and she actually kicked off an episode couple, uh, last week, a uh, week before last talking to young black men about being a black man in America. So, Taylor, we got to share this mic. But what up, Tay? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing out there? What is going on? Thank you so much for kind of jump-starting. This is a conversation I actually wanted to have since January, but you kind of lit that fire under me. So uh, tell everybody about Blue Cup Convos. Oh, man, Blue Cup Convos is a platform for me just to be able to use my First Amendment right and use my freedom of speech to have those hard conversations, conversations that typically get overlooked and are really hard for people to have with their family members, with their friends, and just something they have to pull up from under, um, up out of us. Um, when we started the episode um, on live about the black men, it really ignited from seeing so many black men close to me, um, seeing how they were affected by the recent uh, murders um, by the uh, police. So that's what started it, and I was really grateful that we got a big audience. A lot of black men tuned in and joined in, and they were really grateful for it. So I just want to keep it going. So thank you for keeping this going and getting me on here. Absolutely. And where can they find the podcast? Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, we out here, y'all. Blue Cup Convos. Instagram, too, a Blue Cup Convos. You know, it's an open page, so go ahead and repost it, share it. It's free to do that. You know, we black-owned, so go ahead. <laughs> uh, she also calls that the People's Podcast, and one of her taglines <laughs> I love is, if you're easily offended, you may not want to listen to Blue Cup Convos. Uh, because she, that's where she keeps it real. And so we're so happy to have her on the show, um, you know, just trying to bring up the next generation of folks. But let's get into this conversation. Um, so, again, we have this panel of melanated brothers in the house. I'm so, so excited. And I want the panel just to introduce yourself to the fam, and then we'll jump into the conversation. So let's start over here with uh, Brother Mike. Okay, so my name is uh, Michael Benjamin II. Mike B, as people affectionately call me, uh, Sacramento born and raised uh, in the Oak Park area. Um, and, I, I, you know, I'm just a, a change agent, so a uh, community activist. And, um, you know, I think it's important that, uh, you know, we serve our community. And so um, that's who I am. Mike B. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much. We're going to dig into conversation. Mike B is very easily dis easy to spot because he's tall. He got a dope <laughs> afro and he always rocking the dashiki. So. <laughs> always. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Just, just so y'all know, if you haven't listened to my show before, I like to have a lot of fun on the show and laugh as well, especially in light of having such a heavy conversation. All right, young man, how about you, sir? I am the host nephew. <laughs> nah, that too. Nepotism I, 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 is alive. There you go. I got to shout it out. Um, I'm Tyler McClure. I am 27 years old. I am uh, from the south side of Sacramento, but I love my city as a, as a whole. Um, I'm your local neighborhood hope dealer. I am a mentor, a minister, and an agent of change like my brother Mike B. So with that, I'm in. 
All right. Amen. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. One of my uh, one of my biggest fans. I could. I could. Oh, for I sure. Think I could say. <laughs> for sure. Since I was a young enough. Not not in a braggadocious <laughs> way, win. but it's it's about um, you know being an example to the people in your family and making sure that you know you're supporting. So thank you for supporting me by being here today. Always, Doctor Malachi. Yeah. You can pull that up a little closer to you too. Yeah. Hey, fam. What's up? I'm Malachi Cote. Um, I'm a professional listener and healer and uh, provide space for people to be able to talk and be real about what's going on in their life. And so I'm a, psych- I'm a licensed psychologist. Um, I've been in Sacramento for with my practice for the past six years or so. And happy, very excited, so excited to be here to have some really wonderful conversation. Um, it's all about the healing for me and all about the space to be able to be open, uh, be honest, and uh, be raw. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the biggest elements that's important in this process of healing, yeah. especially with what's been going on now and historically for you know 400 years. Yeah. So glad to be here. Thank you so much, Dr. Malachi, for being here. I was telling him as I was researching again, fam, I've been wanting to have this, a conversation with black men since earlier this year, actually in part of last year. And I was looking for a black male psychologist and it was so hard to find. And I came across Dr. Malachi and I'm just so happy to see black men in this space Uh, you know maybe on the east coast because a lot of times on the east coast you'll see a lot of people of color Mm -hmm. in more in in these professions more than you will on the west coast that's just what it is and so seeing you um seeing your practice and talking with you you know as i invited you to the show just it was important for me to be able to have a clinical perspective as we're having this conversation as well so we can kind of again wade through some of the uh, get some explanations on the complex trauma and things like that that we we experience as a community. So thank you for being. He said here. he's a professional listener. How yes. often do you hear that? I right? love that. I know. I <laughs> like, love that. That's heavy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I love that because yeah, we don't we don't take listening is an art form too mm-hmm. that we often take for granted. You know, we have two ears and one mouth, but sometimes we get it reversed. Two mouths. <laughs> you know, we talk yeah, more yeah. than we really want to sure. listen and process. Sure. All right, sir. Uh, let's go to the OG of the group. <laughs> well, you know, if you listen to 97.5, you already know who I am. But if you don't, if you're under a rock, let me introduce myself. I'm Big Homie. I'm the voice that you hear here, but I'm also your voice. So when you are able to call in and voice your opinions, I want to be that agent where you have a voice as well. Yeah. You know, I don't want to just be a voice. I want to be a voice or a go-between for you. Uh, I am DPH by way of Arizona. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, so I got to put that out there. But, you know, overall, man, like I said, I just believe as a man, you know, we have a job to do going forward. I don't believe that I can ever pay God back, mm-hmm. but I do believe I can pay him forward by you know, being some kind of uh, mentor or even just a voice for the young people, yeah. you know, or a bridge, more importantly. Mm-hmm. So that's who I am. Yeah, yeah. We have many conversations, and he's always, like, dropping some knowledge on me. So I was like, I have to have him on the show because sometimes my mind is blown just hearing your pers- the male perspective on things. So, of course, we had to have some wisdom in the building, um, you know, and pay respect to our elders. <laughs> <laughs> our elders. <laughs> I'm going to give them a hard time the whole <laughs> 
So I'm glad that the panel's here. We're waiting on one more member. He should be here shortly, but we're going to go ahead and start with the conversation. Um, actually, what we're going to do is we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll have the full panel discussion. This is Full Circle. Uh, I am your host, Miss Wanda. Keep it right here, fam. And you know, you have this time right now to grab your family members and friends, call your homies, because we are having some in-depth conversation today with my panel. It's Full Circle. We'll be right back. If you have something to add to the conversation, drop us a line at Full Circle. 975 at gmail.com. We are back. Thank you so much for joining the program. It's full circle today. I am your host, Miss Wanda, about to embark in a deep conversation with my guest, the big homie. Coon the poet is on his way. I know he, I just I have faith he's gonna be here. Um, Dr. Malachi Cote, Tyler McClure, Michael Benjamin the second, and my special co-host Taylor from Blue Cup Convos. So we're gonna just jump right into this conversation. So you've introduced yourself. The next really important question I got to ask you, and I'll just start with you, big homie, is how are you? How are you doing? However you want to answer that question, how are you doing? First and foremost, I am fantastic, right? Because to me, if God blesses me with the first breath of the day, nothing else can touch me. So every time you ask me that question, I'm going to give you the same answer. I'm fantastic because if I got breath in my body, Man, the rest of the world can't do nothing to me. Okay, all right. And so the the whole, have you felt any extra energy with the fact that, with all of this things going on? Like, you, you're talking about your belief in God, and I appreciate that. But has this time, moment in time, weighed you down? No, because it's not brand new. You know, it's brand new to some people, mm-hmm. but if you've lived, you know, I've, I've been a black man all my life, so this is nothing new. You know, it's just, you know, it's, it's ongoing, mm-hmm. right? So I don't have an extra burst of energy because I'm energetic when I get up. You know, I'm more excited about what's going on about it now. You know, some of the changes that are happening, I'm not stuck on them because to me, time is a teller of all things. Mm-hmm. So I don't want it to be a fad. You know, if what's going on right now is consistent, then you got my attention. But right now, I'm gonna keep doing what I do, which is, like I said, to try to be a bridge, a connector piece, not only between uh, black men, but between uh, black men and women. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I can do that, then I'm doing what I think is my mission from God. Okay, all right. I got one more for you. Don't don't swing the mic so fast, bro. I got one more for you. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm ready. Because I'm hearing people say, and you being the senior member of the panel. I'm hearing people say that this time it's different. Do you feel a difference in the atmosphere on this George Floyd situation um, and the reaction and what's happening in the world compared to, and and, and, and mo- we've been around for a lot, but you've been around a lot longer in regards of what's been happening over the years. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to feel like I'm like 80 or something, you know? Uh, you know, like I was marching with Martin Luther King or something there, the Underground Railroad or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, but no, seriously, uh, getting back to what you say, I do feel like there's a difference right now. And the difference, the biggest difference to me is the participation in young people now. You know, um, people will say the difference is participation from, from white people, but to me, they've always participated, right? But now, because of social media, it gets mm-hmm. out to a, you know, to a larger uh, audience now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And what social media does right now is puts everything directly in your face now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, See, yeah. because if it's not in your face, it's easy for you to, to disconnect from it. Yeah. 
yeah. right? Oh, yeah, that's just another black guy crying. But what's in your face, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what I feel is the difference right now, yeah. is the fact that you see now a lot more participation from the young people because they have to understand, you know, our timing is not that much longer, you know, and mm-hmm. they have to pick up the mantle and do it. So I want to applaud them and let them know, you know, you know, I'm not going to run with you because, you know, I ain't going to do no running. Right. But, but, <laughs> but what I will be is supportive to you. Yeah. And I will be a voice if you ever say, hey, you know what, can I talk to you about something? Because I think, you know, at this point, uh, I'm supposed to impact wisdom. Yeah. So that's my answer to that. Okay. All right. All right. I want to go to Dr. Malachi last. Tyler, how are you feeling right now? How are you? Ah, I'm at the latter end of my struggle with this whole thing. Um, we've seen it. I mean, when Trayvon got killed, I was angry. Mike Brown, angry. Philando, angry. Sandra, angry. I think this is the first time I've actually felt scared, mm. if I'm being transparent. Um, it's just, I think, since you're a bit older, right? <laughs> since you're a bit older, um, this is more fresh for me. Um, especially for it to be so continuous. Like, we're used to seeing it in spurts, um, especially given the social media age. Now it's more in your face. And um, like I, like Dave Chappelle said, like, to just be, like, scrolling and be happy. You got friends celebrating their weddings and stuff. And then the next thing, you see a black man, you know, getting killed for eight minutes and 46 seconds. I think um, it has me in a weird headspace. And I think it's even more confusing because I'm, I'm a Christian. So I had this internal battle of trying to Um, make sense of it Mm -hmm. and um, as I come to that resolve um, thank God for his peace as I come to that resolve um, I'm dealing with it but it's still frustrating I think I woke up yesterday and a young black man was um, hanging in front of you know a building in in LA right LA in uh, Lancaster yeah so Mm -hmm. I mean it's just like again but now like you know I feel like I'm living in the 60s so I mean it's like he said it's not new but it's more in your face and so you know I'm dealing with a bit of trauma with it but um the reality is we live in a in a um, battle between good and evil. And so evil is going to take its place. And so just trying to come to that resolve but still deal with the realities as uh, of being a black man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mike B, you can you swing that mic over to him. Okay, Mike B, let's let's talk about how are how are you? How are you feeling? You know, I'm um man again, um as the brother said, it's it, it's a up and down, right? Um it is you know, it's tough trying to navigate right like we're, we're living in a space where you know it's life or death for us right mm-hmm. and and so you know trying to make sense of this i can't imagine uh, a, a youth trying to make sense of this right mm-hmm. uh, a young black man uh, and, and 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 you know again you know i watched that dave Chappelle, uh, dave Chappelle special as well you know and and he just kept saying that eight minutes and 46 seconds mm-hmm. that you lean on the neck i think what we're seeing with the youth is a shift from civil rights to human rights, mm, right? For you to get civil rights, you have to first be considered equal, right? So then someone can be civil to you. <clears throat> what you see is this uprising is human rights, just basic human rights. And that's why you see protests in every 50 states, in the UK, mm-hmm. Canada, mm-hmm. because people are realizing that their human rights are being infringed upon and they yeah. won't stand for that. This is just the ability to live. You know, and, and, and the, the thing is that we, as African American males, this is what we struggle with every day, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The the sometimes, it, and that's why sometimes it's hard to connect to relationships because we're just trying to get home. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We just trying to get home. That's right. Protect That's right. and serve. I ain't never believed in that. Right. <laughs> right? Okay. I got to get home. Mm-hmm. You know? And so not having that level of peace creates this this just inter- intergenerational trauma. Right? Yeah. yeah. From lynchings and hangings to someone just got hung yesterday in Palmdale. Yeah. Right? Uh, the brother was shot in the Wendy's uh, yeah. parking lot last yeah, night yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, when you can approach someone who's sleeping in a car, right? Yeah. And shoot them for sleeping in a car. This is what we go through every day as black yeah. men. Yeah. And so I'm I'm doing better, I think, because of the the process of uh, it sparked the conversation. So me and the brothers have been sitting down planning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the part that's bringing my soul peace is that we're not taking this land down and we're planning. So it's an up and down for me. Yeah. But um, I'm excited about what I think could come out of this. Thank you. Thank you. Coon, I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad you can make it to the show. So thank you so much. Tell everybody a little bit about, well, introduce yourself, and then I want to hear, how are you? Uh, Peace and blessings, family. Um, And so I was born Christopher Michael Coon, and then I was reborn as Coon the Poet, um, respectfully and affectionately known to a lot of my uh, my youngsters, my mentees, is Brother Coon, you know, at this, um, because I'm growing some uh, some some uh, wisdom whiskers, Uncle Coon, to some of them. Um, and so, yeah, spoken word artist, youth mentor, motivational speaker, educator, uh, you know, I'm above all of that, really just a brother. Um, and I just, I just stand in my spot in my position and, and I play it to the best of my ability um, with all humility and then sometimes as loud as possible if need be. Like, you ain't going to touch one of mine. You ain't going to hurt one of my little brothers. That's mine. Um, so, yeah. That's how I'm feeling, too. Okay. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> right, right, right now. That's a good segue. Wrap it all in. Yeah. That's how I'm really feeling. I, I got your number, sir. No, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's tough. So I want to go to Dr. Malachi because I want to talk about, and you've heard it, underlying and you've experienced it yourself first of all i want to ask you how are you doing before we get into the the kind of clinical perspective of it all how are you Hmm. thank you for asking yeah yeah it's a question that uh i often ask others Mm -hmm. how am i doing In this moment, I feel full. I feel full. Looking at y'all's faces, feeling you, Mm -hmm. I feel full. I feel... (sighs) I feel free. I feel free. I feel like I trust in what our community, mm-hmm. who our communities are, mm-hmm. how we connect, how we can grow and love mm-hmm. within our communities. I trust that. I think that we can get there in different types of ways together within our communities. Yeah. When we provide some space for it, Yeah. I think we can. Yeah. Um, I have felt angry sad um i have cried i have uh i'm not um in terms of uh like 
I'm not a speaker because uh, I listen a lot. And so a lot of uh, what happens within me, um, I just work with it. All right. I have other ways of being able to work with my feelings as a function of being a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And um, but I can still hold on to a piece of hope. And that's a hope that I hold on to as a psychologist too. seeing people being able to heal and grow and shift and come from a place of a depth of pain, a depth of struggle and being able to move and have some of those feelings move to arrive at a different place because I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I can trust that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I can trust that in this moment. I can that's why I can trust when I'm looking at everybody's face in here that this is where you know we got some space for this to be able to happen. Yeah. Um but how do I feel? It's complex. It's complex. It's uh it's so layered. It's um a question that I don't answer a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I thank you. Yeah. I thank you for allowing yourself to be transparent in this moment and taking on that role of speaker yeah. versus just kind of absorbing. Because I think it's important that we hear from you uh, because we had this conversation when we chatted on the phone. I was asking, like, how is that navigating the fact yeah. that you listen mm-hmm. to other people explain and deal with their trauma for a, for a living yeah. as your profession? Yeah. But how, and, and one of my questions here was, what do you do for your own self-care? Oh, yeah, of course. My self-care is now, I mean, and always is my life, is mm-hmm. a portion of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert, so I got to spend a lot of time that's outside of therapy being able to write, move my body, mm-hmm. meditate, yoga, talking with some of my friends that are close to me, my family. Mm-hmm. Um having that space to connect with uh, my little nephew, my little, uh, you know, it's like other folks that are in my life. Yeah. Having that space and my colleagues because I have a really strong group of uh, black uh, psychologist colleagues Mm -hmm. that serve as space for me to be able to to be held in certain moments, Mm -hmm. which is really helpful. But it also means it's like... uh, so I got, I wouldn't be able to do the work at all if I didn't mm-hmm. stay in touch with um, what works for me to be able to come to the table and to be able to have conversations on the daily. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, um, it's intentional. It's ritualized. Um, and I think it's, I always got to keep a pulse on how I am mm-hmm. in order to do the work and show up for people. Yeah, yeah. I want to go into complex trauma, which Mm -hmm. is that trauma that we just keep putting on top. And and we can't even deal with, Mm -hmm. and you heard the brothers say it, we're trying to just deal with George Floyd. Mm -hmm. But then we have, you know, you wake up and then there's another brother that gets killed, Mm -hmm. you know, gets hung. There's somebody getting shot in Atlanta. And we're still trying to deal with, I mean, I was still trying to wrap my head around Breonna uh, Mm -hmm. Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. Mm -hmm trying to deal with that fear that kept rising up so that complex trauma that we keep getting triggered over and over and over again can you talk a little bit about what what that is and how we can kind of navigate through 
pulling up those roots? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think part of it is what you're getting at is that there can be daily stressors that happen on the daily, just moving through our lives. Those mm-hmm. daily stressors, they can be race-based, but those daily stressors are also, you know, getting up, going to work, uh, if you're raising kids, spending time as a parent. There's uh, those daily stressors. That's just the baseline. Mm-hmm. The layers that you're talking about are... And it's like the difference between navigating daily stressors and when trauma it's enters into the into the field. When trauma enters into the field, it's a, a level of overwhelm. Your coping um, no longer works. Mm-hmm. Um, trauma has to do with the severity of um, it's the severity. So fearing for your life mm-hmm. is severe. Mm-hmm. That uh, what that does to somebody in terms of um, heightened vigilance, what it does to somebody in terms of trying to avoid different types of situations, mm-hmm. um, what it does for people in terms of uh, just being on guard. Mm-hmm. That's what happens in those situations. Being on guard, being vigilant, is a natural reaction to being threatened is a natural reaction to being in a space where you actually don't know what's going to happen and so you're you're trying to be aware enough to be able to get to get home to be safe yeah, yeah. i think at the core of trying to navigate some of these pieces what you're talking about is you got to come down because the arc that happens with this will continue to go you got to come down a bit to be able to navigate which means you have to be safe and that's why I think elements of safe black space, mm-hmm. having these types of conversations are really important because you have to come back to a sense of safety to reground. Mm-hmm. If you don't reground, you're just going to be hyped up, vigilant um, in a way that that's why it's like hypertension, mm-hmm. uh, metabolic syndrome. It's like all of these things go together when it comes to uh, navigating trauma and race based trauma specific to black people because of anti-black racism, mm-hmm. systemic oppression, it's, uh, it's everywhere. So it's daily stressor, but it's also navigating in these systems mm-hmm. that make it more difficult. Mm-hmm. Fostering safety and connection, safety in your body is necessary mm-hmm. to be able to engage in any type of healing process. If you don't have that, it's like you, don't, you have no ground to stand on that's sturdy, yeah. that's stable. Yeah. And I think the intentionality around that is helpful. That's why it's like witnessing, um, having conversations, um, moving your body, because that's another piece that happens with trauma that gets stuck in your body. Um, tight, constricted. You can't, you, you can't move in the ways that typically you could. It's helpful to be able to move that, move that energy. Um, Otherwise, once again, it's a stuckness. And I think elements of that stuckness can feel confining if you don't necessarily have these outlets. Or, you know, it's like uh, other coping ways. Prayer, scripture, connection with uh, faith as a means. Once again, it's, it's safety. It, it's what feels safe. It's what, what where do you feel um, taken care of, known, um, where you can put your energy around, like, oh, I can breath, I can, like, just like when I'm in this room right now, I'm like, oh, like, my, my heart rate down. <laughs> I walk in the room, I'm like, yeah. Like, um, because otherwise, it's, you just, you're on, like, 
I'm like, I and I, and the fear and the fear that goes with that because I think it's because we don't know what's gonna and that's the the part that I think can feed portions of a trauma response because you don't know what's gonna happen, and the vigilant <laughs> uh, the vigilance element which makes sense, given what's going on within your physiology, mm-hmm. because this is psychological, it's social, it's physiological. So this is a biological, this is uh, our biological systems that are being impacted. So I think that's important to be able to recognize and knowing that that's why elements of social support, that's why your nutrition, your movement, your biological, um, just regular regular functioning also needs an intentional look Mm -hmm. during portions of this time because of how all these systems are impacted. I had a question for you, um, basically the whole group, but really how, okay, so you said something about daily stressors and the overwhelming and the trauma and uh, how it's severe. It's severe because you're fearing for your life. So as a black man, I know as black people that we already all have that issue where, you know, you're walking and, you know, someone of a, another person of color or a white person walks by and they're grabbing their purse and their kids and all that extra, you know, or kids are staring at you crazy because never seen that type of person before and all this extra. But I know it's way harder for black men. I can only do so much. I can only understand so much. So how how is that just alone to feel anytime this happens when you're just walking down the street or now you're wearing a mask or you're just going, you know, you're just doing regular daily things as a black man. Like, okay, I have to walk into this space. Like, okay, a bank, you, you should be cool in the bank. You know? Because we are in the middle of a pandemic, okay? So we are, and I was thinking about that one day, I'm and I'm gonna let the panel answer, but sorry to jump in, but, um, you know, I was thinking about that as I was wearing a mask and I seen a brother, we were both going in the post office and he had on a, he had on a big old mask too. And I thought, this would have never happened in any other time. And do, does he feel comfortable wearing that mask? Go, oh, everybody's shaking their head. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who want it? Go ahead. I think we all can get down on that a little bit, but go ahead, bro. Okay, for sure. So I had a homie on Zoom tell me, right? Another brother was like, y'all know me, my favorite color is black. And I always, I'm always in a hoodie. Um, but since Trayvon, whenever I put a hoodie on, I'm like, how do I look? And then now we have to wear a mask. And he, he told me, like, you're going to rob a bank. Now, if I was white, I was asking. I was thinking, if I was white, would you have said the same thing, or would you have said I'm being being safe? And so, even outside of the pandemic, though, right? I feel fake as hell, <laughs> like because if I'm having a bad day, I don't want to. Hi, how are you? You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to say, I mean, walk mind my business without somebody feeling I'm a threat. So it's like I have to go out of my way sometimes to do extra because I have a world who already has me pictured and portrayed. Like you have the knight inside a children's book is black, and then the the rescuer is is white and white and shining armor, <laughs> white and shining armor, right? And so everything is opposite, like in good versus evil. Everything is black to be evil. So we've been programmed and preconditioned, and so I feel I feel fake as hell every day. If I'm having a bad day, I want to have a bad day like everybody else. I don't want to have to walk around have a bad day and then catch somebody looking they think I'm finna rob them because I have a scowl on my face my friend just died right or I just lost my job but I gotta smile through it because I have to make sure that you're comfortable right so that's that's frustrating so that's why I hopped on this quick and then having to add a mask to it Mm. you already get to say you felt unsafe because I was comfortable in a hoodie right or in black now I have to put a mask on gives you even more reason to say oh I thought he was finna rob a bank yeah and they'll use it too (laughs) <laughs> They'll use it. No knock warrant. That's what it feel like, right? Mm. So you just find a reason to find something to take me out. So every little thing feels like I can't even move a muscle. Like, 
in traffic. I pulled the cop pulled up next to me in traffic the other day, and I felt like I have to just sit here. Like I'm having a conversation, but I feel like I have to just, you know, tense up and then act different until they walk drive by, just so that I don't appear as a threat, just because I don't want to become a, a hashtag. So that's how I feel. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go ahead. No, I'm good, good, bro. Okay, breathe, breathe, breathe. Yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it's it's um, you know, so there's a social construct that we have to all live under, right? As black men, and it's called avoidance, right? Yeah, yeah. And the doctor hit on that. It's called avoidance. So imagine living your life having to navigate and avoid certain situations, certain people, because you know the concept. It's just not gonna end up well for you. The mask thing is funny. I think Gwendolyn Brooks had a poem called We Wear the Mask. Hmm. And she's talking about the emotional and social mask. And now we got to wear a physical mask. Okay? And so, conceptually, you know, the mask thing for me is, is, is and it'll be criminalized in a minute, right? Because they'll make them mandatory. And then you can't, I don't know if you guys remember, but in the state of California, there's a law, especially in Halloween, you can't wear masks in stores. Yep, yes. yep, yep. So now, all of a sudden, these masks, right, are all the rage, and you got to wear these masks for quote-unquote safety. Um, I think there was a, a, an initiative where uh, the mayor was trying to push like mandatory mask usage. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, here we go criminalizing this again, right? So now police pull up to a group of 10, mm -hmm. six of you don't have masks, right? It's a reason to stop and frisk, basically what it is. Mm -hmm. Stop and mask, right? Mm -hmm. Without creating or offering access to masks and gloves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in wearing these masks, Ooh. it's really, really tough, like the brother said. You go places, mm -hmm. you know, and now, it's, it's, what's ironic is you can't really see the mean mug anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So now, what am I being judged on my eyes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. right? <laughs> so now we get into this, this spot where it's the Emmett Till syndrome, where I'm looking at someone and now my eyes are threatening. And so, you know, conceptually, these social constructs that are created to fear us and avoid us, right, are now being turned. And so we have to be very careful. I don't, the mass thing, you know, I'm very careful about where I go, mm -hmm. right, and, and where I am with these masks on because, again, it's it, it, it'll be criminalized, and now I'll look like a threat. And so the stereotype threat that already exists, that they should fear us anyway, has now been heightened by the usage of, of masks and things like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I want I do want to say I appreciate my brothers and I appreciate this space and you are absolutely correct bro this is a breathing space there is like ah, cause they get it um, naturally I can already y'all get it y'all have no choice but get it we have no choice but get it mm -hmm. so it allows me to be able to exhale a little bit um, and so I and also because I know we all live that I know I don't have to speak on that piece that is self-explanatory. I'm a six foot four, man. you know, well over 250 um, black man. And before that, I was a large black boy, right? And, uh, you know, I'm 30 years old. Um, and so I remember, I remember having parent-teacher conferences mm -hmm. about the fact that I was always looking angry. Mm -hmm. Right? And... I remember my dad vouching for me and explaining to her that that is the stern look in our family. <laughs> like I rem like that, and so there is a relief during this uh, season for me. Uh, I have to. I just have to be all the way honest. And the relief is this. So one, I'm gonna I'm gonna real quick pause. I'm gonna go back to 
when Lil Brad Stephon Clark was murdered. I remember the next day after that, I was actually with one of my OGs who was actually uh, in law enforcement probation, right? I was staying with him at the time, actually. Um, even more awkwardness. Going to Starbucks, and there's a lot of folks of the other of the other hue, and they're doing what they do, what I've gotten uh, very accustomed to. Um, and this time, it's just a different kind of energy. It's more fear on mm-hmm. their faces. And I remember, and as I'm wearing my blazer and I'm ordering my my banana, and I'm like trying, I'm doing exactly what, what Tyler just just talked about, because I don't want them to fear me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my OG, my big bro. I'm gonna just shout him out, Ray Lazada. Shout out to you, bro. We sat down and he said, "Aren't you tired of uh always having to put that smile on?" Man. We now, nice. this is the lighter complected brother. We about the same size. And in that moment, he was like, man, I ain't doing it no more, Coon. And I breathed. I took a breath again. Mm-hmm. And so at that moment and at that point, I really stopped smiling for white folks, y'all. Mm-hmm. I really stopped the extra. Now, I smile when I'm genuinely happy, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing it mm-hmm. no more. So now when I say the mask is giving me an extra op- opportunity to kind of breathe, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna show y'all real quick, man. Like I'm like this under the mask. Me and my lady was talking about it. I'm like this under the mask, and I ain't just banging the brand and all of that oh, too. That's, that's the wrap it up and make it. I'm gonna bring it out So look, now I'm like this, I, and I actually, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that too. But I'm actually. I'm, I'm under this. My lady was like, "Who now? I can talk to myself in the store when I'm trying to get things and not look crazy." Right, right. So that's her stance. Now I can actually relax my face, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they already gonna fear me. I'm already cool with that. Right. But now they're more trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. But it's it's more acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I remember I looked back and I actually recorded it and I posted one of the videos. There was a sign that said warning. And it was a brother that looked just like me, and it was an all-black mask he on. Not a brother, but it was a drawing, a mm-hmm. sketch, mm-hmm. that warning sign, surveillance. Mm-hmm. And I, I was actually in the nicer part of my, my neighborhood, Valley High. Yeah. And I looked down, and I said, look at that. Isn't that ironic? And so I started, actually. So the reason why I went and branded and put something on this, I guess you can, this is similar to a smile now. Right. Now you got something to read. Like, yeah. I have a... Um a, right. a question for you yes ma'am or a statement or whatever you guys feel fit but you know how you said it's kind of more easy for you to breathe now it's a little more acceptable it's crazy because like you said your stature alone is going to make someone feel threatened yeah but doesn't it feel crazy how now that we have these on our faces like they did the ancestors with them things that they couldn't breathe them mm-hmm. holes you know mm-hmm. when they had them in bondage mm-hmm. it seems like people are more accepting for us to have those on because as well, he was while Kuhn was talking about that, that picture popped up in my head mm-hmm. of that and enslaved Africans. I don't like using the word slaves. Enslaved yeah, yeah, Africans yeah, yeah. when they had those muzzle-looking metal mm-hmm. metal mouth cages mm-hmm. on, you know. And I'm like in between both of them, and you know, I'm not a man, but I know that. Like with Tyler, I'm like, I don't want to be nice, but I don't want to feel like I'm a threat. Even as a black woman who's darker complexion, who's, mm-hmm. you know, with the tone, and then. With the with the mask on, I can, I can breathe now a little bit because all you can see is my eyes. Like, okay, you know this is a little less threatening. Like you know, <laughs> you know how you white, you smile for white people on accident because we're so conditioned not to 
make them yeah. feel threatened. You just you catch yourself smiling at them for no reason. Like, why not smile at them? Why? And then you smile, even smile back and at you. Like, hey. And you know, you're mad at them because, <laughs> yeah. You're know, one of the Karen faces, you know? And, and you know, you catch yourself because, and that hurts me too, like, why did I even do that? I didn't even, you don't even deserve my smile to make, you know? You're just like, dang. And now it's crazy because, like, what Kuhn was saying is, like, you know, I can breathe a little bit now. But like what Mike was saying, are you judging me off my eyes now too? Because you can't even smile. Even if you do catch yourself smiling, you're just like, you know, it's just the yeah. eyes. They don't even know what's going on. Bro, no more. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me let me say this. You know, I'm not gonna say a whole lot, but um, you made me think about something. And first, let me just thank the brothers on the panel because they really hit everything on the head. But your your question made me think about, or your statement made me think about something. And I think um, you smile because you don't want to be a victim. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And here's the key: That's good. Um, a victim comes in many different manifestations, right? You might smile because you don't want to lose your job. You know what? You might smile because if you don't smile, while you might not be a threat to me, you might be a threat to him because he was with me. So you, you, that automatic smile becomes because you don't want to be a victim. And last but not leastly, let's get to the real part, you smile. You smile because what he said before. You don't know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because you might be walking down the street in a minute, you know, I, man, I commend you because he had a good point that I was thinking too. And I'm 6'1", I'm 200 pounds. Very muscular built. So a lot of times people are intimidated by that. So I have to smile so that once I pass you, you don't call the police and say, oh, this black man just did something to me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Whether I actually did it or not. Yeah. Right. So that smile that you're talking about is it's conditioned because you're conditioned to have to defend yourself mm-hmm. against being a victim. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. where that smile comes from. Yeah. That's, no more though. That's so nuts. That's so nuts. Did you have yeah. something, Tyler? I did. I don't know. I'm not astounded too long, but I, I'm sure we'll get into the the black woman support later. Yes. Yeah. But just really I appreciate quick. It. I, 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 no, man, but for I sure. But it's just I have somebody regularly telling me that I'm not wearing my mask enough, and I'm like, you don't see through the lenses I see. Like I know what spaces I can and cannot. Like right. you were saying, like. Right. If I go into the bank, yeah. I, I know I got to whip it off quick. Yeah. I know there's people in there, mm-hmm. but it's a bank. I'm black. Right. I wear black. I'm not going to stop changing my favorite right. color because, right. you know what I'm saying? So, you don't wear a mask here. Well, I know when and where to wear a mask. I'm not like those people wearing a mask in their car. Why are you wearing a mask in your car, first off? <laughs> right. Secondly, if I'm, if I'm coming, right, right. So, halitosis or something, right? <laughs> no, but, like, what do I look like in my car with the mask on as a black man? Like, right, right. It's just like, yes. it's like a checkbox we have to check. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Every step we take. Yeah. Like, yeah. before I leave the house, am I good? Okay, before I walk in here, am I good? I look in my car mirror every time I get out of my car. Mm-hmm. Okay, is there anything? Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't have to live that way because nobody else does. Yeah. And that's like, even, I'm not I'm not even vertically blessed, like, with the six <laughs> feet or nothing like that. But... <laughs> But my skin alone is a threat. Yeah. And so right. then you add a mask to that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that just, it heightens. And it's like, I'm not going to explain myself to you. I need you to understand no where I'm more. coming from. Yeah. Or at least try to sympathize because yeah. it's tough. And things are real out here right now. Mm-hmm. So, on many different levels. Oh, yeah. So if I can real quick piggyback on that part. Because the other thing, so part of that check, that check box, or the checkbox list is 
taking into account what's really happening in in our neighborhoods. I was gonna say in the hood, but in our neighborhoods right now, and throwing like even sometimes I'm like, dang, I should have got the font bigger on that. Coon the poet, to be clear, and I even switch off like, yo, I'm gonna put my where your heart, mm-hmm. my heart logo on today because it's bright, it's bigger, it's gold, and I need them to know that I'm not coming to knock something over because my mm-hmm. little homies right now are are, and right, <laughs> right now right. Yeah, when the yeah, cops yeah. pull up on us, it, it <laughs> when the cops pull up on us, it's almost and they're checking, which kind of masked man are you, right? Mm. Um, and it, it, not That's to mention it, that, like yeah. I, I realized as we were having this conversation, like everything that I wear, even though like I made a decision, I'm good. Like I'm tired of explaining myself. Yes, yeah. yes. we're tired, and we're not no more. However, I tried to build. I built myself into the man to be very self-explanatory, and I realized that, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, I'm good with it. I don't like the fact that I had to, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I have, I had to start being very, very mindful of wearing baggy clothes back in 04, uh-huh. 05, when, um, you know, after 14 years old, I had a, a gun put to the back of my head by the police, right? In the, in the, in the Woodbine area. And because I, of my size and my stature, and I heard the description when they put me in the back of the car when we were running away from a party that got shot up. They put me in the back of the car and I heard my description and I'm like, dang, I sound like a criminal. Mm. And so I built myself, I started dressing slightly differently. Mm -hmm. And the man that I became, like, even as an artist and a poet, in the summertime, I rocked my scarf. Now, I became my trademark, but it looks a little bit less less, less, less aggressive, Mm -hmm. less, less, you know, when a brother wears a scarf. Oh, he's artistic. Oh, you're a poet? Mm. <laughs> it's a different thing then it's, yeah it's different... and 90, for, for our people too mm-hmm. because you gotta understand yeah. something yeah. too yeah. my name is Coon so when I introduce myself brother Coon or Coon so now <laughs> the African piece and this was a gift but it's uh, that okay well that's you got all the advertisement going on right now right uh, <laughs> I mean but I realized that cause I'm tired of explaining myself. Yeah, right. yeah. Sure. We're going to take a break. Yeah, when we come sure. back, this is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda, with this brother-to-brother conversation. And uh, keep it here. We'll be right back. It's not just talk when you put it into action. Empowering women through conversation with Miss Wanda. I am loving the fact that this show has finally come together. I, I wanted, there were so many people I wanted to invite to be on the show today. Um, I couldn't get everybody in the house, so I asked a couple of people to call in. One of them is somebody that I admire and look up to greatly, and I wanted to make sure that he shared his opinion with us. It is our very own jazz guy, Mr. Leon Guidry. Leon, are you there? I am there. How y'all doing? I wanted to make sure. Have you been listening to the show this morning? Yes, yes, I have. Okay, so first I want to ask you, like I asked the rest of the panel, how are you doing? I'm doing the same. You know, there are people, because of certain circumstances, people have become uh, more more woke or they've just been, they become aware of our plight, but... I've been woke, I've been aware, I've been living it, and all of uh, your guests have been living the black experience. So when you ask me, how am I doing, I'm doing the same. Yeah, yeah. How has this this complex, like, how do you find ways to kind of ease yourself from the, the trauma that happens before we get triggered? I mean, like, we get triggered over and over and over again. But how? Do, what coping mechanisms do you use just to get through? 
Well, kind of like uh, Dr. Malachi, the uh, psychiatrist or psychologist in the room, um, I have, I'm from Los Angeles. And in Los Angeles, I had to be on guard on the daily because I didn't know where uh, conflict was going to come from, whether it's going to come from the streets or the police or somewhere else. And living life on guard is uh, very taxing emotionally. Uh, so I had to leave L.A. because it, it wasn't good for my health. Mm. And, um, and I came to Sacramento to go to school, and then I could recreate myself because I'm in a whole new environment. It's a, it was a more relaxed environment than L.A. and probably still is, um, but it allowed me to recreate myself and get in touch with myself, get to know myself. And once I started to get to know myself and the power within, I would not give that power away to someone else to make me feel a certain way if they call me a certain name or out of my name. Uh, I, I begin to know who I am, and that helped me navigate because I wasn't being reactive. I like how you talked about not giving away your power. And, and But what was the strategy that you used to tap into knowing and really standing and walking in that power? Because I think that's important. You know, it's a lot of people are giving away that themselves because they don't really know who they are. They don't have anything that they stand for or any of that. So what? What? how did you get to that point of, I would just say, enlightenment, for lack of a better term? It's, it's a part of the journey. And some of us uh, arrive a little bit sooner than others, but it's a part of the journey that I think all of us are headed towards or are in that space right now. Uh, for me, it was a series of things. And like all of the brothers in there, they've, they've, they've had their run-ins with law enforcement. And uh, like uh, someone was saying earlier, I had a gun pulled on me, stuck in my side, and... And I'm like, you know what? It could end today. It could end right now. Mm-hmm. And a, a, a series of those traumatic events. I'm talking, I was there for the Watch Watch Riot. And it's like, you know what? Those traumatic events, they, they build up. They are layered. They are layered. And you have to start. I had to start at some point just peeling back the layers. Mm-hmm you know, and realizing that I have been traumatized Mm -hmm. and it's been undiagnosed Mm -hmm. and I have to deal with that. So, you know, what I did is I took some classes, I took some more classes and just began to, and did a lot of reading to know, you know, who are you, Leon? Who are you inside? Mm -hmm. And, and from there, another journey began. And, uh, it's just examining your own life and finding out who you are. And Brother Coon, it sounds like he's been there. And the brothers, the rest of the brothers as well, you know. Yeah. We, we've lived the black experience. We know what it's all about. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just got one more thing for you, Leon, and then I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you calling in. Well, you heard the conversation about us. You know, now we have this another another layer of uh, 
threat, if you will, in the fact that we have to wear these masks. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. And so how do you feel about that where your brother Mike was talking about and the other panel and the panel was talking about now we got another thing that we have to defend ourselves from in being this black man. And I know you're like brother Mike, you are always rocking your dashikis and stuff. You got your dashiki on, you're a large stature man in height and now you got this mask on and how do you, how does that help you or how do you maneuver with that extra layer of I'm just going to say extra layer in the world I'm uncomfortable I'm, I am uncomfortable with it because we are already uh, stereotyped I am uncomfortable and at some point um, somebody's going to commit a crime and all of a sudden all brothers with a mask I got to be targeted. Mm, that's good. I'm, I'm just uncomfortable with it because we have been conditioned uh, to the point where, hey, if you're concealing your face and if you're black, you are a double, triple threat now. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. I appreciate you calling in and and um, sharing with us your feelings. Thank you for all that you do for the community and continue to 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 fight the good fight. Thank you. You know how much I appreciate you. And I I, I like to say uh, to Mike Benjamin, uh, Tyler McClure, uh, Dr. Malachi, big homie, Coon the poet. Uh, you guys are bringing it. You guys are bringing the real. You are. And, and this gives us, us brothers to uh, an opportunity to converse with one another, which we seldom do, but it, it, it is a good time for us to share our feelings because we seldom do that. And I'd like to hear more from, uh, from, from the doctor because I know you're a listener and you're a generous listener, but we need you to step up and, uh, and share, share with us how you're really feeling and... Uh, how you're navigating it, uh, because you're a co- clinician, and I'm interested personally on uh, in, in your journey and your story. Thank you very much, Miss Wanda. I appreciate uh, the boss man giving you an extra hour. You should have another extra hour. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Have a great le- day, Leon. Will do. All right, peace. And family, don't forget to check out Leon every Saturday from uh, every Sunday, excuse me, from 12 to 6 on Smooth Vibes. He is our jazz person. He is our community liaison. He is the person that does the community calendar and always doing and making sure that the black community is aware and getting represented. So, you know, uh, Leon made a good point about talking about feelings, and we've been doing that today. I want to kind of shift a little bit over to the perspective of there's another thing. So, as black men, you, you know, we talked about, you know, the, the Karens of the world. We talked about the police. Well, we didn't talk about the Karens too much. We'll get into that in a moment. But we talked about the police brutality. But you've got it on so many sides because now, well, not now, but we also have this continued black man killing another black man. So we got to de- deal with this this black on black crime as well. And I know Mike B, you talked about um you you work with the community and you had talked about some experience with that as well. Yeah, so it's 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 um it's it's super problematic. Um and I think it's 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 um it stems from a, like a multi-generational kind of vision of what we have of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, America has done a, a, a really 
good job for them, not a good job for us, of socially constructing roles that, that young African-American males uh, fit in. Right. And so what happens is, is that we have this disconnect that's created by um, the fact that a lot of these young brothers can't look in the mirror and love who they see, mm. right? And so it becomes this situation where um, because you've been, you've been taught for all these years and you've been given the roles that you can fit in, um, you accept them <laughs> and you go out and you commit crimes against those very people that look just like you because you can't look in the mirror and love you. Um, my brother has a movement, you wear your heart, right? You know, and, and I like I like that movement, wear your heart, you know what I'm saying? And we're not saying, you know, because a lot of times what happens is, is that, you know, we get sucked into this, um, this kind of role where we're taught that masculinity doesn't allow you to be compassionate or understanding, right? We need to walk around. We were just talking about wearing a mask, right? We oftentimes have to wear a, 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 a emotional, social emotional, and, and, and sometimes spiritual mask, right? And a lot of times, you might not be in agreement with that. What we're seeing right now is, we're seeing an outpour and an outcry from the community uh, for uh, the young brothers to get more services. And, and let me be intentional about that. Services from people who look just like them. From Big Homie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. From The Good Doctor, from, mm-hmm. from Coon the Poet, from Tyler. Mm-hmm. That's what they need. Yeah. You know, uh, it's services that are coming from people who look like them. We, we have a, a generation that lost the generation that came before them. Mm-hmm. Come on. Right? Mm-hmm. So now, they don't have a space, safe space, right? And a trusting relationship with... Uh, the black men who are trying to make this change, like myself, I'm not that much older. You know, I'm their dad's age, <laughs> but they're looking at me like, "Look, OG, we don't." And some of them will tell you straight up and down, like, "We don't listen to OGs," mm. yeah. right? Mm. Because the disconnect is there, mm. right? And and there was a place of abandonment, and that's why I say the fight needs to always be for human rights over civil rights. Civil rights put us in a position where we were able to make a little bit more, advance a little bit more assimilate into the culture that they created yeah. and move out of our neighborhoods. Yeah. And now we're seeing a direct result. And so it's going to take us, um, Brother Kuhn and myself have these conversations all the time. And now it's at the point, Sacramento, where, you know, we, we gotta get in these streets and, 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 and be able to talk to them, reach them, um, and let them know that they're loved. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Malachi, did you wanna chime in mm-hmm. on that? Yeah, I wanted to speak on the masculinities piece of that and what it means to embody um, embody self embody different understandings about what is going on within self what are the feelings that come up there's often this disconnect between I gotta harden up I gotta harden up to survive Mm. I mean I think that that's the piece that comes with this I gotta harden up to survive but if you're hardened up all the time, it doesn't leave room for lo- the love. Yeah. It doesn't leave room yeah. for the connection. Right. It doesn't leave room right. for how you got to get filled up. Yeah. You need love. You got to get filled up in those ways. Mm-hmm. I think it's context. And what I mean by that is where. Mm. So in certain spaces, yeah, we got to pay attention. Yeah. Because yeah. you got to pay attention in certain spaces. Mm-hmm. But what other spaces do you have where you can get filled up with love? Yeah. Where you can have real connection, where you can let the guard down mm-hmm. to be able to let it in a little more so you can get armored to be able to be in these other spaces right, that right. are not 
open, accommodating, understanding, knowing of the trueness of who we are in our blackness, who we are in our our maleness, Mm -hmm. who we are in the fullness of who all of who we are. I think that's a big part of it. It's where I think there's what happens with trauma. Things become um, every single context becomes a certain way of being. You're the same everywhere because it generalizes. Mm Um, because it doesn't feel safe. I mean, th- mm. th- this is, uh, is, is, is set the primary piece of this. It doesn't feel safe enough. Yeah. So you're the same. You're the same. You're the same. And it doesn't leave room. It doesn't leave room for full human experience either. Yeah. Because this isn't about masculinities or femininities. This is about the full human experience of yeah. being able to thrive, love, be satisfied, engage, um, feel like you're a part of something with dignity. I mean, I think that's the other piece of this, too. Um, and just like right now, the level of vulnerability and openness and honesty, <laughs> this is what it is. This is what it is. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's real talk. It's real connection. I just wanted it's, to jump in. Yeah. Um, for me, as a black person, I don't use black-on-black crime because they only use that. White people made that up, and they only use that when it comes to us. Um, so I just like to say crime against our brothers, uh, brothers and sisters alone, because women are doing the same, just not as a higher rate. Um, but for me, my outside looking in when it comes to black people killing each other is really we have to just make sure that we understand that it is systematic. And it was it was it wasn't like we were doing this for fun. You know, it's been like this because of the the people of the other who, like Kuhn said, um, come in and, and stealing that all the way from Africa, from snatching up your own people to now. So it's not something that's um, because we don't we don't hate we don't, we hate you because of who you are, where you're from. But it's stemming from Africa, from all of the trauma because trauma is in our DNA. Trauma is in everybody. So um, when we do deal with the young people in the community, we do have to make sure that we keep that in mind that it's also traumatic and it's in our DNA and it's also with system and we're also all trying to work through it together because also there's an absence of the father in the home too, which also plays a real huge role, which we forget to um, add into when it comes to the um, crime rate with black people. A lot of um, brothers don't have those brothers in their house to make sure that they understand why it's not okay for you to do so. And if they do have those quote unquote partners or big homies or whoever, they are leading them in the wrong direction. And then it, it makes it harder for people like this group here um, for Mike B or for Tyler or somebody to come in and say, let me try to reach a hand out because they're like, I don't even want that hand because who are you? You know, so it's, it's just so many parts to play. And that's why I'm so glad that there's a lot of different people in this um, room of a different age range. Um, however, when it comes to crime within the black community against each other, it's a whole nother monster because that's something that was created from the other Hugh people that's just been so instilled into our people that it's just so hard to get out of. So that's it's hot. It's hot. Can I read quick? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna forget my thought. Go ahead. So so forgive me. We know you're the senior. Ooh we Ooh we I'm definitely the senior. But I wanna say this man too because um I'm the old school guy, I'm OG and I don't want some things to get lost in translation, right? So I want to touch what my brother talked about first. We have to be careful too, right? When we talk about hardening up, be definitive of what you're talking about, right? Because what else I notice is going on that's being swept up under the bridge is there's a 
movement to demas- to demasculate yes, men. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. And we have to be careful about that. Yes. Let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Because Let's if we all become well. lovey dovey and masculine, oh, yeah, yeah, we gonna yeah. die. Yeah. Right. Come right. on. We gonna right. we, we gonna right. we gonna end Come the race. On, yeah. We gonna end Please. the race. That's right. So when you say that, and then understand that certain things are situational. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I am dealing with my woman, mm-hmm. come on. I guarantee you I'm gonna be masculine because right. if I don't, she's gonna run over me. And she's supposed Man. to run over me, right? Because if I act more like a woman than you do, then either I need to be gay, which I don't have nothing against it, or there's a problem. So we have to be careful when we say these things, right? Because another thing is we react to a lot of things that are subliminal, right? So everything that you see now on TV is saying, oh man, I need to demasculate the man. Ooh. Come on. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now, I, 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 either I'm too old and have outlived that, because what you ain't gonna do, let's go, it demasculate me. Right, okay, okay. Right. all right. Right. You're not too old, big If you break in my house, don't worry about the Lay, dog. Laying it yeah. down. The owner got something for you. Yeah. So that being said, and let me touch on something else, because again, we have to be careful in the way that we teach, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I agree with my sister, man. There has been a system in place for a long time mm-hmm. to actually demasculate a race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in order to demasculate the race, you have to start with the strongest link. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's so amazing. that's why yeah. the black man has been demasculated for so long yeah. and been and, and been actually bred been bred in their mind to actually be devalued Mm -hmm. because that's really what we're talking about right now Mm -hmm. the reason why there's a disconnect is because there's no sense of value yeah right but let me say this too before we get away from that because because black people are so strong there was another system that we got away from too Mm -hmm. because we had to come together right Mm -hmm. just like we have to come together now if we have a brain in our head so our ancestors, when they had to come, come together, instead of always looking for something from you, instead of looking for the next scheme, I look to help you. Okay. Yeah. So before we, you know, really devalue black people too much, how they came up, no, they came up great too. Mm-hmm. Because you might have been a carpenter. You know, you might have been a plumber. So I didn't come to you and say, hey, man, let me charge you $50 to do the plumbing. I came to you and said, let me barter with you. Mm-hmm. If you do my plumbing, I will lay your what's called. So yeah. there is no way in heck mm-hmm. I'm going to let another race tell me that we never came together mm-hmm. because we did. Yeah. And yeah. we still do now. We do. But what is now is a sense of urgency, yeah. right? Yeah. So <clears throat> we have to break the system, mm-hmm. the cycle. Let me say another thing. There was a, there was a, a, a lapse in a generation mm-hmm. where there was a disconnect. Mm-hmm. But before you throw a rock at me, find out about me. Right. Understand right. me. Understand when that generation came around, that generation was targeted. Yeah. yeah. It was targeted. It was targeted to disrupt your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything that this government said was targeted to destroy your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the young lady said a very elegant point. I'm like, woo, whoa, I'm gonna get, well, you don't want to go into that. But I'm gonna touch it. But I'm gonna come back to it when we talk about the other thing. But but you have to understand there was a system in place that was designed to break up the black family, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Because as a man, I already feel bad if I can't support my family because that's my role. Yeah. If it's not mm-hmm. your role, you're not a man, you're a male. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's two different things to me. Mm-hmm. I don't support males, but I do support men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I have two sons and I don't have two males. Mm-hmm. I have two men mm-hmm. and they understand the difference. So we have to understand in, 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 a, in a time like this, you have this system was designed, right? Because let me say this. Just like now, if a black man lost his job back then and he needed some kind of support from the government, guess what? He had to leave your home mm-hmm. or wow. else I'm yeah. not going to support your family. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we have to think about wow. things like that. When we talk, when we, when we want to jump on the era where there was a disconnect, understand the era. When, if I couldn't get you to stay on welfare long enough and run away from your family, what I did was I dropped drugs in your, your community. community, that's right. Yeah, I dropped drugs in your community, so the only way that, that they gave us to survive is to sell drugs, and they didn't care about you selling the drugs as long as you sold them to your own people. Mm-hmm. Right. You didn't go to jail until you crossed the tracks. Mm-hmm. So before we get on your grandfather and your father too bad, hmm. understand that they've been in this battle a lot longer than you, right? And they've had a lot more against them than you. So if we're going to rebuild and it's what we're supposed to do, it's now you guys' time. Right. And we're so, supposed to mentor you. Can I, can I jump of course. Yeah, um, and I'm pass to Mike B. Um, just so that we're clear, my brothers. Just Okay, just so we're clear, my brothers. Um, I don't want to make sure I'm not jumping on my grandpa too bad or my dad, you know, too bad. However, what I will do is keep everyone accountable, women mm-hmm. too, and that includes mm-hmm. black family as a whole, as a dynamic, and and as um, for someone has, as me who does understand, you know, the welfare system and the Planned Parenthood system and how like movies like Claudine, that's real. You know, you cannot be here if you want to be on the come up. You know, however, uh, we will not just, you know, we I, I do feel the plight of the brothers. However, we will not act like that. We'll just not play in a huge role of the household just falling down. You know, it's like you have a house, but you're missing a window and you're missing the floor. Like, why, why are we here? You know, we have to, at some point, we have to go back. And it's, it's, it's also, it's harder. But I do respect what you're saying. But it is harder for people to come in now and try to, well, you know, let's just, they, they time was different. That's okay, baby. Oh, no, no, no. Because we still have to pick up a baton and create a baton and decorate the baton to make sure that it's prepared for the ones that are coming after us. Because we still know what we're doing with the baton. Ain't no instructions. You know, so um, I do understand what you're saying as well, too. But I do make sure that, you know, our grandparents and our great-grandparents and our parents all have to be accountable for the um, dynamic of how um, today's black-on-black crime, um, not black-on-black, I'm sorry, how today's criminal system in the black community uh, with violence has has many different stems. And, you know, that comes a part of it. Mm. Well, first of all, the welfare system was created for them. So first of all, let's let's give it some historical context. After Reconstruction, what they did was they, the Africans that were able to get free, the white uh, business owners realized that you know what we have an influx of the most of the smartest, right, most well-trained employees that we could have. So the white guy who's working at the the company, you're up out of here, and that was the creation of the welfare system because. Inside that city, they put together a system to take care of those poor whites that were fired because they had the better employees coming in. So that's first and foremost. Second of all, 
want to touch on something too is the most hated term I think right now 2019-2020 to me is toxic masculinity Come on. I can't take it mm-hmm. what does that mean mm-hmm. right and you notice right. that they point that directly at black men yeah. Yeah. right yeah. you got toxic masculinity what does that mean yeah. there's no toxic femininity right. toxic masculinity so what you're doing is you're saying that basically that I can't be a man a man Yes. And there's and it's toxic. Yeah. Yes. Right? All these buzzwords again. That's why I say, you know, we have to be careful as a people because a lot of the definitions of how we view relationships come from slavery. Yes. Yeah. Right? Right. And so what happens is is that it becomes this social construct. And that's why a lot of us are, are out of the house. If you think about it, black males have been out of the house since we came to this country. Oh, absolutely. Either yeah. sold, maimed, killed. Right? Yeah. And, right. Yep. And that's the point. Yep. That's the yep. point OG was yep. making, right? Yep. And so what happens is, is that we have to look at that level of history as well. That's why I was telling you guys that this movement that you see is a push towards human rights versus civil rights. Right? Because there was a push where we were trying to meld ourselves and we were trying to desegregate and we were trying to. And what happened with that is we didn't have the chance to have the conversations that we needed to have with each other about how we should love each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're yep. seeing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. And I think that's the, the point that you're getting at is how do we be in community? How do we right. be in community? The idea around toxic masculinity or the buzzwords related to the construction of masculinities is trying to get at what works within our community relationships Uh and what doesn't work within our community relationships. And specificity in that area, I think, is important. Because if we just use masculinities, what are we talking about? If we just say being a man, what are we talking about? What does that actually mean in terms of how we are, how we take care of things, how we take care of each other, uh, how we are as fathers, as parents? Like, what does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. I think uh, getting more in depth in there is where the import resides, because I don't think that has anything to do with uh, femininities, masculinities, genders. This is how we are as people, what we take on as people and what's important in terms of how we take care of each other, too. Mm Because otherwise, I mean, these are the definitions that are being placed upon us. So right. how do how do we enable this? What does it actually mean yeah. being a man now in connection with yeah. people? What does that actually mean for us as black men in these spaces together? What does it mean? Yeah, that's so good. Man, we're going to take a quick break because yeah, yeah, the yeah. energy is electric. I don't want to kill it, but I do want to take <laughs> a really quick break. Um, before we, as we go to break, um, I'm going to have Destiny come on. She wrote this piece. Come on up, Destiny. Um, our own <laughs> Destiny Robbins. She wrote this piece, and I felt like this, we need to just make sure that we empower and strengthen our brothers. Let them know how much we love them and we support them. Yeah. So I'm going to let this over to Destiny as well and we'll go to the break you know it's interesting because at the end of this piece I asked that question what the definition of a man even is and so this piece here is called to my man I heard you play Angie Stone earlier I'm going to do this acapella but sometimes I like to groove to that brother that brother you know but I'm going to try to play it off a little a little acapella right here but this is called to my man so I say hey young man Yes, you, beautiful vanilla, caramel, chocolate, or bronze. I know someone in your life may have failed you. Someone in your life never told you this, but I'm here to tell you. See, I love you. I love all of you. 
I admire your I admire your strength in a society that is unjust and it's biased. I love your ability to lead our movement, your ability to love a woman like I see. I love that swag and I hope it never dies. See, we need you. Yeah, us women may be too proud to say that we're independent, but we don't want to stay that we need you. We need you as our prayer warriors, our fathers, our brothers and our husbands. You are so important to our growth and our self-worth. I know you may not always be praised and at times you may be downright underappreciated. And I want to say I love you for not always taking the easy ways because reality is that so many of us are screwed up and we are looking to you to be the man to hold us down, to make us whole, to hold us down, to keep control. You have the constant pressures of the ever changing definitions of what a man even is is he strong can he cry what does he represent so I ask is he strong can he cry yes he can what does he represent and this is my letter to my men I'm known for I am woman but I love my men all right y'all that's it ah wonderful this is full circle we will be right back after this like and share our facebook page at full circle 97.5 so excited to have so many people in the studio this is like a dream come true for me show so thank you so much for joining the program it's full circle i'm your host miss wanda having a brother to brother conversation with my guest michael benjamin the second tyler mcclure dr malachi cote uh the big homie eric d and christopher coon the poet with my special co-host taylor mcclure host of blue cup convos make sure you follow the show on podcast and on Instagram at Blue Cup Convos. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Also got to give a shout out to Destiny Robbins who came and dropped some knowledge with that beautiful, beautiful poem. Again, it's all about support and having conversation. I want to jump in with a couple of things I was, I was thinking as the, as the panel was sharing. Dr. Katrina McDonald, uh, she's a sociology professor, a former sociology professor at Johns Hopkins, was here, a friend to the show. And we had this conversation. uh, She had done a book about marriage in in the black community. Um, And so she also hit on what she called the unbrowning of America. It's very similar to what the big homie was saying with feminizing of black men. She talked about the unbrowning of America and, and what that theoretically is and she is like the black people are going to be extinct in a hundred years she's like I, I don't think there's going to be any black people in a hundred years because of this unbrowning being how notice how media all of a sudden is real comfortable with a black man and white woman on commercials and on TV mm-hmm. and in movies and even with black women with other races especially white men on TV too and so she talked about this unbrowning how we're, there's a, 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 a push to kind of dilute if you will, the 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 black race mm-hmm. with these other influences. I see Mike kind of have a, a, a concerned look on his face. Go ahead, speak on it, bro. So so it, it's a it's definitely a um, a strategy that uh, uh, Europeans use to um, take over lands, right? So when uh, I believe it's the, the, the either the Spanish or the Portuguese. Um, 
first sale to Australia, what they did is you can't find a Tanzanian person right now. Mm. Because what happens is, is just what you said. It's the unbrowning, right? What they would do is they would take the lighter people from Australia and breed them with the Tanzanians. And so now what you don't have there are Tanzanians, mm-hmm. right? Tasmanians, right? So so what I'm saying that to say that that is exactly what's happening, mm-hmm. right? It's happening through imagery. It's happening through, like you said, the feminization of, of African-American males, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's happening through mass incarceration. You know, it's happening in, in, in all these facets. And we have to be very cognitive and understand that, right? Um, and, and, and what happens is, is you know, psychologically, they, they teach you to hate yourself, yeah. hate what you see in the mirror, right? And and that's where I think a lot of the unbrowning um, gets its um, legs, is that it's just a, a self-hate. And so you're right. They, they, they push purity, right? But at the same time, push, you know, mixing. And that's, that's fine if that's what you want to do and that's where you fall, fall in love at. But at the same time, we have to understand that, you know, what we have inside of ourselves and how we look is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not saying don't love who you love, but it seems like there's a movement, especially in media, which is the biggest influence of... most definitely. It's way more acceptable than it's ever been. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm I'm big on comedy. Uh, I'm huge on comedy. But what you don't see with Red Fox or Richard Pryor is the, the, the dress. Right, we hear a lot of Ooh. people talking about the dress. Mm, mm, okay. And I think media Ooh. is a huge avenue. I mean, it's in your face. And it's just um, only gotten more progressive as time has gone on. And you see people like uh, Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy. Uh, I'm praying Kev don't do it, but <laughs> he in that realm. And yeah. throwing the dress. Yeah. And right. so it's just a blend. It starts to get more and more. Little Yachty had a video. Oh. And they had Drake in the video. Drake didn't do it, but he was in there. And, you know, it just kind of make it acceptable mm-hmm. to where little things become okay. Or even when we yeah. mock people, like, hey, girl, like, we think it's funny. Yeah. But what you're doing is setting the tone for it to be, okay, so now I want to try it. Or now I want to do it. Oh, now it's comfortable. Oh, now I can do this. And like we said earlier, it starts with taking the man out the home. Mm-hmm. When you take the, during the, the, the crack epidemic or in slavery, like, if the man's out the home, who's going to be your next influencer? Right. Right? You talk about social media influencers. You talk about your Instagram influencer. Like, you're talking about Who's the influencer in the home? Right. The primary person that you follow. It next is mom. So what does mom? What when mom goes to the bathroom? She comes out. What is the little boy doing? Walking in her shoes. Cause dad's mm-hmm. not home. You can't walk in his shoes. Yeah. So now you're curious. Come on. And so Let's then go. it starts to set this pattern of oh, I want to see this. I want to test this out. And, but they make it okay. Like you don't see. Right. Um, yes, you have Miss Doubtfire. But how? When's the last time you seen Tom Cruise in a dress? When's the last time you see George Clooney? You don't. Right. But you, you see, okay. you see everybody else. Right. You, you had a question. Um, I was just gonna point back what you said about um, what Malachi was saying earlier about how what is masculine, you know, and is and, and um, what this day I was talking to the big homie over the break was in this day and age everything just goes. Now we were talking about how in the commercials, you know, you're they're putting different things in. As um, we were talking about, there's an AIDS commercial out now. There's like a pill you can take, um, prep, and there's a commercial that they've been showing lately. And in the commercial, you see a lot of black men in these commercials now we know that in certain areas of the world it is high but this is not a worldwide thing you know we know it's not just this group of demographic it's just black men and in that commercial it's just black men black men black men you know like, okay now i gotta stop y'all, there has to be somebody else besides us you know and then there's a picture um of a, a drag queen reading to children and you know there's black men mm-hmm. again you're just like they show something wow. else that's fun and that's all the same commercial again how many times do we have to see this commercial? So now I'm thinking in my head, so if I didn't know any better, so all these black men have AIDS? 
Mm. Oh, they're reading to my children. That's okay. But that's a man. But wait, now I'm confused because what is masculine? Because in this day and age, if you want to be a bird, I have to call you a bird. And if I don't call you a bird, I'm going to be a bird hater. Mm. Yeah, so that's, I mean, the, that's the best yeah. way I can say that. So, like, I mean, you take the man. I mean, the man, um, there's a family, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a structure. And the man is the lead, the head. The head is direction. You take the direction out, everything is all over the place. There's no direction. So anything is up for grabs. Everything is acceptable. <clears throat> and although all these different cultures go through this, we are literally targeted. We are targeted to mm-hmm. do these things. And so you see in our media, in, yeah. our, in our books, in our movies, in our commercials, that, okay, we're going to throw everything, whether it be um, black-on-black crime or whether it be even the toxic masculinity, that's common. That's common for us. I don't hear too many Hispanics or whites talking about that. Like, you can't name uh, white Atlanta, right? Maybe Hollywood, but you see all, you go to Atlanta, it's all black men. It's okay. Come here if you want to be free in this. We're like, no, we're trying to preserve our families, right? We're trying to preserve our culture. We're trying to preserve our masculinity. Well, they're saying, no, if you come do this here, it's perfectly okay. And so that starts to take it out of there. And even if you're not not gay, right, you still have the traits of being protective or being open. I think during the break, we were talking about just opening up and sharing. Those things don't happen in the home because the media tells us that if you do that, oh, you're weak. Mm -hmm. So the only way to to be really be weak is to be gay right it's okay if you do that because then it's under a certain umbrella that yeah it's protected but if you're not you can, if you can't do that if you're gonna be a strong man you can't be open and vulnerable and yeah. talk so that's yeah. that's my piece on that bro yeah I think there's a couple of conversations happening and I think they're all very very important and I'm passionate actually about a lot of these topics I want to go back to one that I'm super super passionate about and that's with the mixing of the races not again whoever you love is who you love trust me again like I said I'm very passionate about all these things that are talked about and I can go on clinically and just from my own experiences but I want to say that I think there's a huge issue with the way women and men are relating to each other and that's what is being um, uh, enforced and reinforced through the media and we're reinforcing it in our own community. So now I'm going to go get, you know, whoever else I'm going to get outside of the race because, you know, they're either calm, they're submissive or whatever the case is happening. That could be just my perspective because I'm a strong black woman. But I'm saying I've heard it over and over in social media, in the media. Um, it's a tactic that's continuing to be used to show that we can't relate to each other when, in fact, that's not true. You can both be strong. You can both um, uh, work on each other's strengths because it's not about am I stronger than you? Am I better than you? It's about what can we accomplish together and how can we you know work Mm. for a common purpose I think that's what we need to focus on and not worry about what the media is doing we need to hold down our own in our own home I think that's very important that's that's very good good. that's good that's good thank you for sharing that and I think we're also having another conversation, which also is around it's it's around homophobia in mm-hmm. black community. Mm-hmm. It because that's another piece that we're talking about. Yeah, and I think it's important because there are you know there are uh, black folks who are gay, lesbian, mm-hmm. bisexual, yeah. who also need support and are marginalized. Absolutely, in community in particular. And so I think that we also need to pay attention to how we're thinking about all the people that are part of our communities. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that, I say that from a place of working with the diverse people that I work with, mm-hmm. but also we need to stay attuned to it because that stuff can also undo us within community as well for folks who, you know, that's their sexual orientation. Yeah. There's gay people. Yeah. Like this is this is a that, part of that's it. That's it. Yeah. Right. 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 So right. how are we gonna be in community with 
everybody who's in our community. That's so true. And we there is a division, too, of sure this life matters, but not that life. In um, fact, I was following yeah. someone that had posted something about black trans lives, yeah. and they were saying specifically that they were marching with someone, but that that person was like, but not you. You know, that person was like dismissing them because they weren't a straight heterosexual person and they didn't feel that their life mattered as much because they were not only were they black, but they were also something else. And I'm using air quotes, fam, something else. And that's really sad how we're using those divisions. But I want to go back to what Destiny said, because the other part of the reason why I wanted to have the brothers on the show was to talk male-female relationships. It's how do we as black women support and how do we start to bring ourselves together? Because there has been so much division, because there has been so much, oh, I can do all bad, bad all by myself. There is so much out there that we women are getting thrown at that help us turn our back on our black men. Come on. Come on, y'all. Let's let's talk about this. Uh -uh. (laughs) Because, you know, first of all, I just want to say... Wait a minute. Well, you can go first. Go ahead. No, no, because look. I'm being a black man, ladies first. Okay, you know what I'm saying? No, you can't hear it later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just think that, I mean, to start it off, I just know that, again, with media and with women, with the history of women having to hold the fort down, um, and I'm not speaking on my behalf, I mean on historically speaking, of women having to hold the fort down as far as black women goes, as far as, you know, seeing their significant other being um, raped by the by the whites, uh, Europeans, or on the, um, coming from the um, seasoning plantations, or having to be kicked out of the home, like we've seen on Claudine, and we having to experience... Um, their baby's fathers or husbands or whoever that they're dealing with leave or having to hold everything uh, we do see in media it's like well I can do it by myself I can do everything and in our own homes you know it's ingrained in us to learn to do it by yourself I remember growing up to where um, if there's groceries in the car um, I need help getting groceries mom it's, um, you better get them because no one else might be able to help you right mm. Right. So now when I'm 27, I'm like, I, I can get the door and I'm on a date or something. The guy's like, why are you holding the door? I'm like, well, if you wasn't here, I got to get the door. So, I mean, let me do it myself, you know. And it's not to emasculate you, but because it's just ingrained. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to dealing with black men in the state that we're in now, that I'm dealing with black men, it's very, it's very exhausting and it's very trying and it's very hard and it's very... Um, it's um, uh, it's an inconvenience sometimes because and I'm not but now, now let's just be clear I don't want the brothers calling me but I'm saying now, I love black Understood. men Understood. okay Understood. now let's, let's just set the ground rules Understood. I love black men I only date black men okay but I do believe in dating higher up I don't want to deal with the ones going to get me shot at I'm going to deal with the black man who knows what they're doing in the streets and in, in the government and in the school and everything but to deal with the black man knowing as what they carry as far as what was been said on the show with the trauma, with the uncomfort of the world, with the I'm so anxious, with even some of the brothers. Some brothers can't even express to you what Malachi was saying about opening up, wanting to. I, I can count on, on my hands how many black men in my life I've seen cry. OK, and that's even coming to dating in general. Um, 
And so when I say that dealing with black men, I only date black men, I, I stand on that. And um, if it depend, if the world depended on it, we'd all be dying if I had to date another race. Okay? However, mm-hmm. when I say it's exhausting and it's an inconvenience, I mean as far as mentally because we have to give so much to want to be that comfort. Well, make sure you have that mask, but it's you're doing, you're, now you're being pushy. Okay, well, make sure you're, let me know where you are because I know you might get shot for looking like somebody that's from a hood situation or a cop might shoot you. So I want to make sure you're okay, but I don't look that like I'm crazy. So I don't know how to deal with you. Plus, you have so much going on that you're internalizing as a black man that I can only do so much and I'm exhausted because I want to be there for you. And I'm just like, I'm tired now. Let me just chime in before I'm I'm gonna let you go. Uh, I wanted to speak to that from the woman's perspective is is that we both come to this thing of relationship with that baggage, that trauma that we keep pushing down. And when you have two people that don't know how to navigate through that, and I'm speaking from personal experience, being in a marriage for 12 years that was two broken people that did not know how to navigate their past baggage and couldn't come together because we was so busy hurting hurting each other to protect ourselves that it became an inconvenience. It became exhausting because nobody wanted to wave the white flag and go, hey, let's work this out. So that's I, I totally get that and agree with that. So now I'm gonna throw it to because Coon's like, come on, come on, I got it. come I, on. I, I only, I know, and only because I, uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to take my time. However, I know we on, you know, we on, we're on time. Um, but I do want to make sure that I'm speaking gently at the same time. I'm speaking as strongly as this as I need to in order to get this across. Um, because this this week alone has been that in my personal right relationship, my per you know, and I'm I'm currently engaged, and now mind you, in the in coming into this relationship because I've had practice with how to prepare my woman um, to deal with a man who has suffered from gunshot trauma, um, plus all the other traumas out there. Um, and now I find my I find myself um, teaching my woman who is twelve years older than me, right, and from a different generation, right, a generation where men did not share, did not did not um, was they were not open, right, and then of course being raised, being seeing the generations that are double, you know, that are extremely older than her of men that were extremely tough all the time, soldiers, father, you know. Black Panther time in the penitentiary as well. And, you know, you know, brothers that was, you know, raised by the FOI um, as well. Like I'm I making a decision to now um, learning how to be able to be transparent because I didn't come from that raised in South Sac. We didn't come from that. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we didn't let the we didn't we didn't let the, the left the left hand know what the right hand was doing. You know what I mean? We just kept it, and we always had to save face and be smooth. Um, but now I learned from, especially after my last relationship, that it's nothing but pain that comes from secrets and things being held inside, right? And more trauma on top of more trauma, too. It will implode, then explode. And so I find myself having to play both both sides. And I do this also in my like walk in my daily life, period. But... Being a strong black man, 
at the same time as walking you through, walking, walking her through the process of how to love on a strong black man and loving on her. Um, and so the, even the other day, two days ago, as I was having a tough conversation with my mother, dealing with some real like deep personal issues, you know, in my family and how, if whether or not I handled it correctly, because now I'm also talking to my mother and I'm having a, I'm, I'm also having to walk the little girl and her through this. And I asked my, I asked my queen to put her hand on my back in the same spot where the bullet penetrated to help walk me the, the just and then she's and so we we learned how to ask each other this question um what do you need from me and it was something so mind you when i first posed that question to her you know she was she she we she, there was mm. some frustration mm. there was frustration and she was like i've never been asked that before i don't know because she always was like i'm good i'm good i don't need nothing i don't need anything and so I had to really find myself. I had to stretch myself to start ex- to 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 explain and communicate what I'm really asking. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to always be good, mm. right? Right? Yeah. yeah. And because I want to feel safe to not be good, because I know I got stuff I gotta unpack right. mm-hmm. daily. And so you know, and I rem- and almost uh, two weeks ago, after you know, after a mod, a few weeks ago after a mod. Um, I remember telling her, like expressing to her, like, yo, listen, I need you to understand something. Cause she, um, and I'm, I'm, you know, not putting us, we we, tra- we are striving to be as transparent as possible. So mm-hmm. shout out to my queen. Um, but I'm, she, the, the words so strong and almost sometimes too strong, mm-hmm. right? Comes out sometimes with my sisters, right? Um, and not in, of course, with, with my woman, at first until we were able to get to this conversational point of like, yo, what is, it almost goes back to like, what is too masculine? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. What is right. too strong? What is too strong? Like, now, I, mind yeah. you, if I'm being hard to the point to where I am being ag- uh, aggressively insensitive mm-hmm. and abusive, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Yeah. But if I refuse to fold, mm-hmm. yeah. if I refuse to fold, and I had to remind her, I said, listen, out there, I'm being killed. Yeah. Out there, we being killed. My kind, we're being killed. Like for real. I know sometimes it gets easy. To, yeah. It's hard, right. but I'm like, yo, every like when I come through this door, I need you to know I just came from a war. Mm-hmm. And then in the last few days, it's Ooh. been a real war though. And I'm not, and I'm not just screaming and and, and crying out like, yo, all this us because then. And my, and my woman, I wish she she was here so that way she can speak on her perspective because she shared with me as she went to the park um, and walked around, she got word that um, a woman had just gotten, gotten attacked with a knife. Um, and she said, is that time? Yeah, yeah. Time? Okay, hold on. Let's just take this call real quick. Y'all put your headphones on because you won't be able to hear the call. 97.5, Hello. Is is that is that live right now? Yes, that we are live talking? right now. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Tell that brother right there. I mean, I hope y'all recording this because that that what he just gave the, the folding part. Yeah. The war part. The the most black women don't realize that when we we're walking outside, we're at war, and then we got to come down from our aggressions and show love, and that's that's only a gift. Only the gift can can really balance that. Yeah, yeah. that that's that's a really that that 
that a lot of a lot of people, young and old, need to hear what y'all are all saying right now. Yeah. Thank you and so I much. Comm- I, I commend both y- all y'all, all y'all in the studio right now. For sure. Thank you so I much. I hope y'all repeat that and uh, and keep re- uh, keep repeating until everybody gets it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. We appreciate your call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not a problem. Coon said something. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to make sure we go back to that is that the place that you and your lady are at, that's the place that we got to get to. Yeah. We have to be on, on our females. On the, on, right? You got to be ready right? to fight. Right? You got to be ready to fight. No but but no you're idea. fighting for your love. You're fighting for your family. Right. And it's that having those hard conversations brothers allowing yourself to really be vulnerable and transparent in front of your woman and ladies women we gotta also be like oh that mm." (laughs) so so that brother's soft or whatever and giving brothers an opportunity to be open to share they are being hunted and killed and we gotta be able to be that that soft place for them to land. Go ahead. So real quick, okay, hey, I got oh, you, sorry. sis. Go I got ahead. you. Sis. So, so, and then, um, because I did get a request to, to share a piece at the end, I'll be sure to do that. And this piece will kind of, um, hopefully, it will package up exactly my heart, and my spirit, and 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 also the fact that I'm in full support, and I am also help participating in raising up brothers. Um, in the next generation of men that are that are in uh, for for support of finding out how we can support black women, mm-hmm. finding out how we can support our women. Um, I'm for sure, and I'll just say this publicly too. I I am I've never been opposed to, and I am so pro. Will show up at somebody's doorstep about you, um, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I will. I will for sure be one of them brothers. Masked or unmasked, depending on the situation. And very recently, it's been that. It's when I say war, real war, not just the protest. Mm-hmm. That's only a, that's the piece that's loud. Yeah. But it's been other situations where I got sisters very close to us that have been un, uh, threatened under attack, all that kind of stuff, including the ones in my own family, right? And so, the, uh, when just kind of pulling from the piece when my when my lady said, uh, "Let me know," she was just like, "Well, we're under attack too, right?" right? And right. so, so this is the thing, though. This is the piece, and I had to, and I said, and I said, yes, and this is not an argument. This is just mm-hmm. to paint the picture more right. wide yeah. and more broad. That, yeah, I said, babe, when you were at the park and you got that word, she was like, I was nervous at the park and it was getting dark, and I was, you know, I was scared, and I was scared for my life. And I said, but the fact that you were, I said, were you able to relax at all? Did you have any space of re- relaxation? Any, any, anything that you can cope with? And. I said, what about the, I said, the fact that you knew that if all you, all you had to do was make it home mm-hmm. and you knew that you had a protector at home, you knew that you had a protector at home. Mm-hmm. The difference for us, we have to be the protector mm-hmm. yeah. and, and there's an expect, there's an expectation and we don't get the right to choose not to, mm-hmm. to stand up. We're being so it's so it's the being attacked, and then we still have to protect. We have to find a way to protect ourselves yeah. and right. protect, protect them, yeah. and it's almost expected without no um almost without no emotional support yeah, behind that, it. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No you know. Oh, I will, okay, let me Okay. So I just wanted to say that before I say what I have to say. Yeah, for sure. That everyone in the room as a black man understands I respect and I love you all. Okay? Hmm. I hope that's clear. 
Okay, I want you guys to understand that I'm not here to argue with anyone. I want you guys to see from my perspective what I'm saying as black women, okay? So I want you to understand that, first of all, um, I hear a lot of women and they say, a lot of black women say, we just have to, we just have to be, we just have to be. I'm just like, no, we don't just have to be that. We can be that in addition to. Because even though we're supposed to be a unit, it's not just, I know that what you were saying about the emotional support on the black man's side, however, we also have so many suppressed things. We have our own traumas and have suppressed yep. traumas. And there's yep. times that we can't do certain things as well. Like, And we might feel threatened or we don't want to feel threatened. We're having a subconscious battle Agreed. when it comes to dealing with black men alone because I'm leaving the store and I'm sitting out there and a black man's hollering me lean all on my car. And I'm Agreed. like, am I being threatened? But this is a black man. But I don't want to call the police. But what am I supposed to do? And I'm by myself. I hold that I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Appreciate y'all. 97.5. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. I was gonna call to speak on the blue cup combo. Yeah. Go ahead. Right now. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> oh. Well, I just wanted to say hello to Taylor. It's an old friend from college. I'm so proud of what you've done and accomplished. But I just feel like this as a conversation as a whole is not about black men and black women. What we need to do for each other is what we need to do for ourselves because we all need to grow as ourselves before we know how to love each other. Black men have really been pushed down to not being able to love themselves. And our black women haven't right. seen what us loving ourselves look like to love right. us. That's so good. in the love that they get from others, they're no, they're learning how to love themselves as we still don't know how to do that. And mm -hmm. it takes time. We have to work together for that. If we want to save each other from what they're trying to do to us, then we have to work on ourselves first. Mm -hmm. I can't ask a woman to save me and hold me up because she doesn't know how much it takes to hold me up. She hasn't seen me do it. I can't hold her up because I don't know the depths of a woman to hold her from where she needs to be held. That's her job. But when she holds herself up, I can make sure she gets higher. I can make sure that she stays right. strong and right, that right, she right, doesn't right, fall right, through. Things like that, you know? But I love the conversation. You guys are doing amazing. No, for sure, Thank for sure, you. for sure, for sure. Thank Agreed. you. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead. It's my time. Okay. Yeah, again, just to reiterate, I'm not... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> 97.5. Hello. Hi. Is there a way that I can make a comment but not You're be aired? Uh, you'd have but to wait until the break, so you'd have to call back. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Go ahead. Anonymous. Okay. Uh, I'm right. Say, <laughs> right on. Appreciate I was just trying to reiterate that I'm not here to argue, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking away from anything you guys are saying. Okay. So let's take the next caller. <laughs> 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 Ninety-seven five. Hello. Want, I just want to add one more thing oh, okay. to y'all conversation. Okay. Most most relationships when they go in, it's, it's a psychological kind of warfare, right. and then on top of the psychological warfare, you're dealing with. Oh, oh, the brother dropped. Oh, you dropped us on that last part. You said you're dealing with what? Dealing per, de dealing with different personalities that's trying to break that cycle of that unit of whatever. If it's a relationship, if it's a single, you know, single black man, single white, single um, black woman, it, it, it's what? a psychological kind of trick that most people use throughout the day by day of our, you know, our, our work ethic or just, you know, being being out in public. And then when you come home, you have to, you have to, you have to find love. Mm -hmm. Well, like the brothers just said a minute ago about trying to understand a woman. Mm -hmm. First of all, that's, 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 if the woman don't understand her, that's where you both grow. That's where you both invest. That's where you, that's you try to find the investment in her. Mm -hmm. 
And if it doesn't work, then you, you know, you sell that as well, not sell that investment, but you just, you know, <laughs> you leave it. Yeah. You leave it. Yeah, yeah. Because it can, it can hurt your being. Right. right. It, it can hurt your being. Right. Right. I, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, trying to be all, you know, say all like. We some, got you, bro. Some, we understand. Oh, okay, bro. cool, cool. All right. Thank you so, so much. So, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, okay. 97.5, hello. Got to be worth investing in. Hi, I want to make a comment. Go um, for it. Um, I feel that when a woman, because to me, every woman has an um, idea of what a, a man looks like or what they're supposed to be. Mm. For instance, I'm 48, grew up in the 70s, dad from Memphis, from the South, mom from East L.A. He's a strong military, southern black man. So nowadays, or, you know, I don't see too many like him in the world, but I realized the concept for me was that when I see a man, I automatically submit. Okay. If I don't, I mean, if I'm in a relationship, so mm-hmm. if I don't, I tend to make them feel like they're less than or, you know, because if something has to be done, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. not getting done. I'm waiting for you. I don't see a man, so I wasn't treating him as such. Mm-hmm. And I'm 48, and I'm just now realizing that. Oh, okay, thank it's you. It's not so- right, but I'm glad what the black, the blacks in Sacramento are doing now because it is uniting and give it's uplifting our brothers. Okay, thank you so much for your call. Sure. Alrighty, uh, I just want to go back to something she said when she said she was looking for someone like her dad. That's part of the issue is if mm-hmm. we as little girls don't, the Come first on. person we fall in love with is that father. So if we don't have that father, who is that person that we are going to, uh, who's going to teach us? That relationship between male and female is if we don't have that, then how? Where are we going to get it from? We get it from the media. We get it from articles. We get it from other friends who may not have a perspective either, but they just drop in what they think should be right, and then now it becomes true because well, she said it, and that's how they're doing it, and that's what I'm supposed to do. I see Mike B, and I see the big homie scribbling notes. Right. So y'all go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, go, go ahead. Y'all, no, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So I think I think the answer to that question for me is um, what, oh, what yeah. black women can is is um, support and understanding from a place of healing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? That's good. So what happens is, is that we have these um, we have you know trauma filled relationships again based on the definitions and social constructs mm-hmm. of slavery, right? So what happens is is that people get so used to losing that when they start winning, they don't know the difference. Mm. Say that again, please. Yeah, that, no, no, I, I said, that concludes people, the episode of Full Circle. And that's <laughs> that what happens. Good, people, people get so used to losing that when yeah. they start winning, they don't know the that's difference. So, so a relationship, right, that creates good. trauma, right, that creates trauma, that creates trauma, and then you find this one that's good, and you, you, <laughs> you still, still come on, you yes. push them away, come right? Uh-huh. And so what happens is that we, we all know that perfection is the enemy of good. Mm-hmm. But if things are good over and over, isn't it perfect? Okay, so what Doctor and I were talking about was we have to get to a space where we deconstruct the love module that they gave us and construct our own. Mm -hmm. So your husband or your wife has to fit the definition of what you need for a husband and a wife. Mm -hmm. And if you can't love yourself to the point where you can identify that, then the relationships are going to continue to be broken. And we're going to continue to see young men in the streets wasting each other because they don't know the difference between winning and losing. Mm, mm, that's good. Right. Go ahead. That's full circle. <laughs> <laughs> full circle. That is. Go ahead. You know I had to write things down, right, so I can remember them. <laughs> you know, and really just to put a bow on what everybody really is saying, first and foremost, 
what you have to do start with it is information, right? Mm. So mm -hmm. the first thing about information that if you want to do something constructive with somebody is know yourself first. Ooh. Right? Got to. Because if you don't know you, you have no idea what you bring into the conversation. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, another part of your research is whoever it is that you're going to conversate with, get to know them. Yeah. Right? Right. It's so simple. Like Jenna so said, treat her like college. Because like that's, the young brother said, treat her like college. If you don't know what you want, what you want is going to come by you 30 times and, and you're going to never know it. It's another Hell thing, off. you know. Hell I'm, I'm gonna do this quick, but I gotta say it right. The other thing is, we most people, I said this to the young man earlier, don't know, they don't understand what a conversation is, right? Mm. Yeah. Because everybody is so quick to tell you what they want you to do, mm -hmm. what they want you to know. That's not a conversation to me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And if you ever want to offend me, tell me what you want me to do. Uh, and then I'm gonna look at you like you're stupid. Because no. I don't need you to tell me anything. I was sharing with a young man, when I have a conversation, it doesn't matter your age, right? Mm -hmm. When I have a conversation, I only want to conversate with you because I want to learn something, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't mean that you're going to change my perspective, but something you say might influence it, mm -hmm. or something I say might influence yours. Yes. But if, if I already have a preconceived notion, yeah. when I start talking to you, we don't have a conversation. Right. You just want me to hear you. Right. Mm. right. And I'm not that kind of cat. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And that being said, here's the other thing. Quit being so sensitive. Hmm. No. Everybody okay. takes okay. everything personal. That's good. Right? Because I, yes. I was even noticing That's that good, now. Though. That's good, though. The reason why we don't ever hear anybody, because we're sensitive. Mm. Because the man really made a general statement, and I see the women get, why that little mother? <laughs> I ain't talking about you. <laughs> I make your sense. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> Quit being so sensitive. <laughs> it goes back to what I said earlier. If you know uh -huh. you, then you uh -huh. should know I'm not talking about you. Uh -huh. yeah. if, if you insecure about you, right. oh, I am talking about you yeah. because you're yeah. part of the problem. Now, now that I got that said, you got a sermon. No, because I'm going to do this because I, 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 I said this to one on my way in. I have a checklist, right? Because I'm not the kind of cat, I don't want to talk to you all day. I, I, I'm a bottom line kind of cat. I'm very clear what I say. Yeah. So when you come back and say, one, I didn't say what he meant. You lying. You didn't like what I said. <laughs> right, 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 but I promise you, you when I leave here, you're going to be clear very about what I say. Nah, I right? Like so stop lying to yourself and start looking for a way out. You just didn't like what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my checklist. And I'm done. No, no, this is my, this is my checklist because I told Wanda I had it, right? Uh, because I want to answer your question the way yeah. I believe it, right? Yeah. So I got a checklist so I don't forget it. Okay. The views that I'm about to say are on my own. They're not anything with KDE or Full Circle. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Right. Right. I like your question was about being supportive. Yeah. So being supportive to me means to support something is to be a sound foundation, uplifting, dependable, and to help hold it up. Come on. In order to have a sound foundation to me, be rooted in faith. I'm not telling you about whatever you believe in. But believe in what you believe in, yeah. right? Whatever that is. I don't care if you the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Whatever it is, be rooted in it, right? right? Because the one thing you know about something you believe in strongly, that's your foundation. Yeah. For me, there's a blueprint in the Bible. That word is everything I need. Everything I need to be a man that I need to be mm -hmm. is in that Bible for me, yeah, right? Yeah. That's me. So be understanding, right? 
you asked me, your question was, what can we do to support the black man, right? Right. The world is already trying to diminish the role and the stature of the black man, mm -hmm. systematically separate him from his family, mm -hmm. and even make him your enemy. Mm -hmm. yeah. yep, yep, and yep. that's yep. what we do, right? Mm -hmm. Because Wait. the only thing you know about the world is their strength is divide, conquer, and kill. Yeah. But we have to know, as black men and black women, we are only as strong as the weakest link, yeah. right? Change the narrative. Yes. There is a system in place to keep men and women at odds. Yes. Come on. You have to understand that. That's right. yeah. you know, part. Oh, man, this is one of my favorite. And please, please. <laughs> my favorite point. <laughs> quit buying into the myth that men are intimid intimidated by strong women. That's yeah. a bunch of bull. Well, we really, well, we really like them, though. Let me tell you what's intimidated yeah, by, by strong women. Boys. And males. Okay, Come on. There we go. A real <laughs> man. You gotta listen. King. Listen. You gotta listen. A real man is inspired by a strong, intelligent woman. Speak, yeah. King. Sure. But, let, but, but having said that, I, okay, it's me. I'm gonna say it's me. <laughs> I'm extremely turned off by a manly woman. Speak, King. It's not just you. Speak, King. I'm gonna say this right here. The reason why, though. When, I I, when, I'm, looking, when I'm looking for a person, yeah. I'm not looking for a woman. Speak. A woman can't do nothing for me because all it is is your gender. I'm looking for a lady. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know the difference, you can never be my queen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not even yeah. going to have that conversation with you. <laughs> I'm part, almost done. Part two. Spiritual. Ooh, okay. it. Ooh. Let me. Here's another one with me. Point ten. Here's another one with me. I'm almost done. Eat them up. Be prepared to listen. Ooh. Right? Wait, what'd you say again? So, be prepared to listen. In Spanish? No. Because I know we got this song out, I'm every woman and you are you are finally starting to get some of the things that you should get. Yeah. But when you get those things, don't become displaced, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because, there, you know, it's the difference between strong and being overbearing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. What I need to do is, when we get together, see, I want a queen that I respect ooh, ooh, enough, ooh. that I respect her intelligence, so when I come to her, Look, I don't need you to make a choice for me, right? Yeah. But what I need you to be is a part of that choice. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. I want to, you know what? If you're an idiot, I'm not going to be with you anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so if I'm with you, automatically you should know I'm holding you in a certain spot. Forget you, call. You're going to wait for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, a, in a certain, you know, but I, I mean that. You yeah. know, because I'm listening to these brothers. If yeah. I have chose you, because I don't have to have you. Yeah. But if I have chose on, you yeah. and you have yeah. chose me. Yeah. Then understand that the Choice. reason why I chose you because I respect who I you. I see are. you. Yeah. I respect Hello. your intellect. I see you. Yes, yes, yes. But I I'm a man you. first, yeah. so I don't need you to tell me what to do. But I, what I do need you is to be intelligent and strong in what you do. Yeah. So when I come to you, I can say, "Ooh, man, I think this is the best thing for our family." Mm. And I'm letting this down now because I'm done now. But be patient. <laughs> Yeah, be patient. Mm. We're on the same team. Well, uh, come on, okay? King. But saying that, <laughs> no, what does that mean? No one is perfect. Yeah. yeah. Right. And this is what I want you to ask you before you come to me, so I don't hurt your feelings. Really, because you don't hurt your own feelings, but best with me. <laughs> but this is it. When you talk about support, is your support situational? Yeah. Mm. Is to it get short term, or are you really sturdy enough for the long haul? Right. Come because on. if you ain't, Woo! beat it. Beat it. There's a that lot of part. you around there. I right love there. this man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I don't have to say nothing. Beat, I don't have to say nothing. So this is the last part of it. This is the last part of it. It says, in order for something strong and realistic to, to develop, 
Mm. It comes with learning curves. Mm. It comes with miscalculations along the way. Wow. But just know that I'm working for the betterment that I believe at that time for us. See, you can only see you can never fail at something unless you don't try it. Mm. But if I try it, there's times that I'm not I'm not perfect with it. It's gonna be mis. But what I need to know is when I when I when I have a miscalculation, I need to know that you still that sound ground foundation when I come in because the word has already told me I'm not nothing. Yeah. I don't want to come home and hear I'm not nothing too. That's, there you that's go. it right there. Yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, I don't think we need to answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I just know that for me, um, the reason why I did open a conversation up on my podcast page was to support to support the brothers in having their space to get some stuff off their chest once everything happened. You know, and for me, I think support also works both ways. Like Big Homie was saying, you have to be sturdy enough to be here through the long haul. Mm. You know, um, you can lean on the black women in these times, but don't lean and let and fall over on her too, because we also are still black as well. And you know, I don't want to take away from the men. However, there are a lot of black women, and you know, a lot of black women are getting you know raped and killed by police at very high rates, and it's, it gets swept under the rug a lot. And I know Sister Roe, sure. um, Mama Roe, always talks about it a lot about how there's a um, war on black women. It doesn't, it doesn't get talked about often because we what we care about our black men so much and I'm, I completely agree and again I don't want to take anything from the black men because I love y'all I don't, I don't ever want to quit on a black man ever but we just want to make sure that we not leaning on a black woman too much to where she can't lean on her own self because it's a, it's a support system you can't just right. go home and say well I need love because the world it's like I need love too yeah. I'm also a I'm also a woman you know mm -hmm. and just looking at just being as a, as a visual to the world that's already a uh, uh, um, a dangerous situation already. So, and I just want to make sure that that's very clear um, that we understand that we are also targets, maybe not at the same stature, but we also need that. And it's not supposed to be, let me come home and love on you because the world, because we also have our, we also have the same things not at the same level. But it's supposed to be a bridge. We're meeting on the bridge to how we can support each other and not just let me come to your end of the bridge yeah. and, you know, and let me just put the world problems on you. That's not how that works. But it's a bridge to go support and love each other. That's why black love is so important. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's take this call. 97.5. Hello. Hello. Turn your radio down, please. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Turn your radio down, please. Sorry, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> we got you. Come on, bro. My fault. I'm sorry to interrupt. Like, I really understand what's going on. I respect so much of what's being said. I just wanted to put in a couple key pieces here because I feel like it's, it's being a lot of a divide in black men and black women. And I feel like the divide is more trouble than it's worth because without black men and without black women, there is no the other. Our black women need to be protected and they need to be protected by our black men. Our black men need to be held up and they need to be believed in by our black women because we don't feel believed in so we don't feel like anyone has our back and even if it's not true it's somehow moved upon i feel like a lot of black men in this world in this generation don't know what it is to really be a black man because like was said earlier i don't remember by who they're learning it from the tv they're learning it from the radio they're learning it from the shows black men haven't really been black men to their children for a long time and the generation that's starting is starting from scratch yeah. Our black women have been just beaten down and tattered, and so I feel like they don't know whether we really have their back or not. And I just feel like the teamwork is the only thing that's going to get us out of this hole because obviously no one else cares to help us, you know? Yeah, like, it's yeah. us. 
I think teamwork is very important. I agree with what you're saying completely. Um, Steven, I know that's you. Um, oh, I, complete, I completely agree with you for sure. I just want, it has to be reiterated the fact that as a black, as a unit, as a unit, before you have a unit, you have to learn how to be comfortable in your blackness to where you are going to be that, to where if you are dating someone, if you're not dating someone, to where you as a black man can still can still stop another black man from hurting her on the street or another black man on the street. And before that, and once that even gets the ball rolling, then we could talk about unity, how we can build, because black men, we, we hear you. I hear your plight. I'm not taking nothing from y'all. But also, you also have mothers for that, too. Um, okay, and we have to make sure that we. Right. You have to make sure you know who you're dealing Careful. with and what your what your expectations of someone is needs to be yeah. realistic. Just like what, but the big homie was saying too. If you can't be sturdy and you want to give up because the world giving up on you, we can't do the same. We can't pull that out, yeah. out of you. It has to be in you for yeah. that to be there. Yeah. That's yeah. real. Thank you That's for real. calling, sir. Go ahead. If I, if, I, if I may, and like I said, we and we know this is not, this is not a debate. This is not an argument at all, but it is a, it is for perspective. It is for a broader picture to be right, painted, right, right. because because when we're when we're in fight mode, survival mode, war mode, it's hard to see what else is going on on the battlefield. Yeah. Um. And the real and and also, so I'll just say my reality, and I'm trying to be politically correct too, like the big homie. But hey, I'm not really a politician though. Right. Uh, right. So, but real talk. Um. <clears throat> The fact of the matter is, men were boys first. Mm -hmm. We were little boys first that needed to be held when we first came out. Somewhere around that, around that time, around the time of adulthood and manhood, I remember when it was a shift on my mother's part in how to communicate with me. Very recently, I talked to her, and and she expressed her inability to be able to communicate with men because she felt like there was there was there was something there was a disconnect right and there, there was in she was always targeted or always a uh, um oppressed right by men um i i i witnessed that oppression which why which is the reason why i became the man that i did and i vowed to protect women and have their back now what i also noticed too going back to that expectation of you got this. You should. Look how big you are. Right. <sighs> you could take that. And I've had women be extremely, um, and I'm not, this is not a an attack, but it's just when we're not able to see really with the full, when we're not able to really understand, like, yo, he has feelings. Right, right. He has feelings. Now, in the pieces, because women are allowed to express their feelings. And that, you know what I mean? Maybe not, maybe not feel like you can be vulnerable with your man all the time. But you do have your girlfriends where you can. We are just now starting to, at least the, I'm only calling forth circles of brothers who we can do that with. After I leave here, I'm going to go lay on my brother's couch before I even go home. Yeah, because sure. it's been such a war. Like, and, I'm, we're gonna, and we're going to rest in each other. And we've had to develop that over the course of the last five years. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, it was never programmed in us to be able to feel and, be, and feel okay. 
Can I tell you something? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so for me, one thing I realized is that about our generation, well, my, my generation for sure, is that since we're coming into mental health, we're realizing how we don't want we don't want to be like the women we've seen taking away certain negative traits, how they would affect y'all. So for me personally, like when I date, again, I only date the brothers, not the others. I know that. I know that what comes with dating a black man. So I know, okay, well, I'm seeing how they talk to their child, okay? I see some black moms like this to their child. I see how that's like this. Now you think it's okay to put your hands on that woman this is how and I think that right. it's important that one thing I can definitely attest to is that black women when um, it is something that we do need to keep in mind is that like you said it's not um, what you said something about your feelings right. and it's not normal it's not um, it's not something that's in the man community that's something oh, that's it's, as, it's not it's not, it's uh, not acceptable. Looked at. acceptable thank right. you and I think that we definitely support that especially our generation we're peeping that we're seeing okay well how are you feel about that how are you feeling about that because a lot of black women have big mama syndrome that I call it you can't tell black mamas nothing and that's what I call it and I believe that uh, my generation of women we're trying to understand where women are coming from mentally in a mental space and that's how I can support if nothing else let me see how where your head is at with this how are you feeling during this right now how are you how are you feeling with the mod can you go can you go work out that type of stuff so I feel what you're saying as far as expressing your feelings and stuff like that yeah for sure Mainly mainly because the point of mental health was brought up and it's really rough on me so I'm going to speak from three different perspectives number one I'm a mother of a young black man shout out 11 year old nephew what up powerful young man Number two, I'm a clinician. I work with black men. I work with black women. I work with all different backgrounds. I work with a lot of different people. And number three, I'm a woman, a single woman who hopes to have my own black man one day, my own black king. Yeah, yeah no, for real. <laughs> Shout out. Did y'all hear me? I'm single. Yeah. No, no, no. Let me stop. Let me stop. No, but um, no, real talk. No, um, but it's really. I've had these conversations a lot of different times. And so what I would just caution is while these men are speaking, that we truly, truly listen. Thank you, sis. And it's really important because when I'm in clinician mode, meaning when I'm the therapist, I can hear it and I get it a hundred percent. And I can go and I actually can help a couple because I can hear it. Mm -hmm. But when I'm a mother, when I'm the woman who's trying to work with that black man and trying to love on that black man or support that black man, it's a whole different ball game. So I really, really encourage and caution when these men are speaking to listen yeah. and not listen for the politically correct way for them to speak. Yes. Because that's what I'm understanding. I'm telling you, I'm a victim of it myself. Like you'll speak and I'm like, you didn't use I, I, I statements. Very important. And if you don't know what it is, look it up. It's a very important way of communicating. Right. It's, right. it's important. Right. It's necessary. Yeah. And we're not taught and trained how to communicate. And that's yeah. why earlier I said we need to change the way we relate yeah. to each other. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's some root things that we as a community need to learn. Yeah. But let's get past that because we know how we talk. So when we're listening to the man, Listen and put yourself in his position and yeah. hear what he is saying and what he is not saying. Absolutely. And it's our job to be in Man. tune with them. Oh my mm -hmm. We you, can't sis. read their mind. But if you love that person, be in tune <laughs> with what they're saying and what they're doing. Because that love, that'll show you what you need to do. Mm. So, you, um, yeah. Ooh, I feel the spirit just with that. Continue yeah. the conversation. Yeah, yeah, go. You, go. Single, you good. You good. <laughs> 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 gotta communicate. <laughs> Black Love Connections right here. Nah, K-D-E-E. Full circle. Nah, she, she hit the nail on the no, head, though. Support. I, no, I, I, I appreciate that. Go ahead, Tyler. Go ahead. I'm over 50. Big homie. I'm over 50. Yeah, right there. I'm over 50. I got it. I got it. 
I got it. It's quick. No, no, it's, it's, it's quick. Because right. I, I'm listening, right, right? Because the young man said, I'm a listener first. And I, I still keep coming back to the point that I made earlier. See, one thing we have to stop doing is blaring the narrative. Her question was, what could we as black women do to help black men? And yeah. if you keep coming back to I, you're still not listening. Mm. Yeah. Because the thing is, it's not, you know, she didn't ask what we can do to help you. That's another topic. But the thing is, yeah. if you're committed to helping the black man, mm-hmm. get I out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, you know, stop there thinking that because we're saying this is what it takes to help us that we're not understanding of you. Yeah. Yeah. We're just trying to ask the question. We're just trying to answer the question that you asked. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. That's kind of what I was going to know. That's what I was getting now. <laughs> but that's really what I was getting at. Um, we, the question was how can we as black women support, support the black man? Yeah. Not what well, we're not doing as well. Right. We, we're trying to give our perspective. And in that, I mean, she hit it right on the head. It's it's just listen. It's just listen. And I think the key part is... Listen to what he's saying, not what, he, not what he's not saying. Not just listen to understand. understand. And what, what you're missing is that we can't pour from an empty cup, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're wanting to be filled up. I want my man well. If you take care of him, he's going to take care of you in return. Yeah. That's Absolutely. all we're saying. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. When you're asking us, Thank how can we support you? You're really getting support for yourself. Right. That's all you, you I mean, granted, take we are aware. Care of your yeah. we, we are very aware that there are people who don't, there are men who don't do their job. But Absolutely. there are women who don't do their job too. Yeah. Y'all have but y'all we girlfriends. Wash yeah. We're not yeah. we're not used to and conditioned to talking all over the place. Like not that every woman talks all the time, but y'all got the beauty shop. Y'all be on the phone for two hours. We don't do that. Yeah. So when we you guys ask how support, when you are really asking me, ask me to really listen and understand. Yes. And like he said, don't take it personal. Like he's, I ain't talking to you. Right. I'm just talking. Right. I think my homegirl was telling me that she realized that. Um, some girl was saying, I don't make my dude play. He, he got two legs. He could get up and get it himself. Ooh. And she's like, okay, but what I learned was, was that when the woman makes the man's play, it's because he, he would, he'll he come home from a long day come on. from a world who's tearing him down. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. when she's making yeah. his plate, that's building him up. Yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah. that's what we need in every aspect of building my plate. Yeah. Cultivate a space for me. And when I tell you, when you get frustrated with me, don't throw it back in my face. Yeah. If you know I ain't I got didn't. a job and I've been looking all day, yeah. when you get mad at me, you don't can't get a job. Don't do that. Don't weaponize that. Because then that. you shut that place down and now you wonder why I don't share with you. Right. Right? Or when I tell you stuff, there you're is. assuming what I'm saying. Right. So I got, the, uh, I got the venting to you for five minutes. And then you yeah, say, what do you mean? the moral of the story was something completely different. Right. What did I say? Well, I, I, I want to just piggyback on that, like too, that. because the other mistake that is made is that we interpret your feelings for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. We, yes. So yes. you tell me this and I make a whole different whole assumption yeah. based yeah. on my you. own thing. And then now I'm translating it back to you. Now there's an issue because I'm thinking you this, that and the, th- the third because of my interpretation mm-hmm. of what you're telling me. Yes. The other thing is that people... And people do this across the board and it drives me nuts. Don't try to solve my problem right. if I'm trying to talk to you. Oh I don't I, I didn't ask you to solve it. Right. I just want to be able to talk to you and tell you what's on my heart. Yes, yes. That's and, the other thing. And, and that I think yeah. part of her um, I think you might teach this as well, along with the I statements, is that it's it's good to say when you're going to your black man or even your black woman, anybody, mm-hmm. really, he said if you're talking to somebody, 
you're trying to understand them. Yeah. First yeah. thing you should ask, okay, do you want me to listen or you ask me for advice? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's important. Because yes. when I'm busy you to need you, right now? oh, what you should have did was go to that. Right, 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 right. I don't, right. don't want to talk what to you because I'm going right to cut you out <laughs> or we're going to argue and I'm not trying to do either. Or I'm going to shut down and I don't want to share with you anymore. And it's like, well, you don't share with me anymore. Remember, well, remember the last 10 times I tried to and you tried to fix my problems, tell me what I did, took it personal, misconstrued it. And tell everybody too. And then tell everybody. I know for me, for um, for me, just the dynamic of whoever's listening. This is my twin brother Tyler here, and one thing about us is that we, um, our communication has been growing so much in the past years or two because of what he's saying and um, what he's saying about are you listening? When we have discussions, he's like, are you listening to get? Do you want my response or you want my response? Like you want my opinion, and that's how it typically, and that's how that should go, and that's how we're breaking generation generational curses, and that's how we're maneuvering as as our in our generation to make sure that we have that communication as this okay I'm learning from him and he's talking to me and I'm learning where he's coming from and vice versa so that when we do go out into the world and we are trying to support the opposite sex of our same demographic then we know how to do so because you have a sister and you have and I have a brother that's working on that communication where it's like Destiny was saying like okay take the eye out of it and he's um, well I'm not saying it I'm giving you constructive criticism so I'm like okay so what I'm saying is this and like okay I see what okay we, we get it now and that's where we're at with okay we get it now agree to disagree or whatever and go from there because that's not something that can be taught and that's something that we've had to start and so auntie, that's great their auntie no, and does uh, model that as well thank you very no, much no, no seriously I wanted, to, I wanted to say like I think what we I mean you guys can correct me as I'm wrong brothers but um, when I was on the Blue Coat Convos podcast I shared how you guys could support and the first thing she did when all this went down she was like how can I help mm-hmm. and there outside of just listening then how can I still, like what? okay what else needs to be done not all the summaries, not you telling me what you need me to do or you trying to piggyback on my problems. Just be a safe place for me to, to release. And then also, if you if, if there's other ways that I could possibly think, I know that you're open to helping me. And that's right. all we need. Yeah. And in and, and you giving me that, now I feel 10 pounds lighter. Now I could pick up your weight. You know what I'm saying? Now, I now I'm ready. Now to, I'm ready to... I got I you. I can, I can carry the word. You come to me and talk to me all day. You'd be like, oh, okay. And this, I'm not your girlfriend. I can listen right. to you for about 10 minutes and now I, I tune out, right? He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like really five, like, really five. That's my, yeah. I'm over here, five. I mean, 10, I'm going to hear you. Five, I'm listening, right? Don't talk, get to the point, Taylor. But we don't have that. I mean, we're getting to a place now where we're building these safe spaces, but it's taking a while because we have to break I mean, I mean, we John Henry with the hammer, bro. We breaking yeah. everything, yeah, 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 yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. But we need to just be able to list you so you know where we at. That's that's our temperature check, and then ask us how we can support, and let that be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. just listen, mm-hmm. check, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. That's it. You know, one thing, brother Raw West. Sorry, one thing about um, the Sacramento African Marketplace, um, brother Raw West. He runs it, and he held he held a couples um, a couples event one time. We went a while back, and it was so. It was so important. And at the time, I was in a relationship, and we went. We came out there like, damn, do we know each other? Damn, what are we right. gonna do? Right. So right. we had to sit there and we'd get a notebook and say, okay, so what do you want to do? So where do you see yourself? So what are you gonna do? So what are you gonna do? Right. This is something you should have been doing. So now, right. so now that I'm single in the world, and a black man approaches me, I'm like, so what are you gonna do? What you see? And they're like. Well, dang. I'm like, well, I can't support you if I don't know the answers. And you know, if you ain't ready to answer it, you gotta go. You know, so you don't know your exactly, own exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a bridge. You need to meet me where I'm at. I need to meet you, and then we can work by it together. So right, yeah. Man, and I, and, man. I, and, I, and I love that. I think that um, oh, she 
you, you have to have the ability to communicate without consequence, right? Yes. You gotta be able to communicate without consequence, meaning, you know, again, it, it shouldn't be preconceived notions out of my, and, and I like that too. Stop yeah. trying to solve look, yeah. I'm just I'm yeah. just sharing, I'm just sharing. Yeah. as a sounding board. So then, you know, and then maybe we'll talk about the solution later. But right. I want to piggyback on what Taylor said. So I'm very solution based. I like to map backwards. That's me. She is. That's me. Right? <laughs> so That's in me. mapping backwards with what Taylor said is, and I'm talking to the good doctor is we need to recreate, deconstruct how we've been taught to love each other and recreate our own. I like yeah. That. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Where your heart. That's what we need to start doing, right? And what it'll do is it'll allow us to go ahead and start that list of what we want, what we desire that Taylor was talking about. I know OG got the list. OG got the list, so we're going to put the list up a little bit later. Man. You know what I'm saying? OG got the list. But, 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 but real talk, you know, Brother Kuhn and I were talking. We're, we want to start a group, and, and we'll need you all's help, where we want to start taking young men and we want to call it man lessons mm, right so we want to start a mentoring program called man lessons and that's exactly what it'll be and if we have that same connectedness on the female side then and 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 we have those lessons and then what we do is we bring them together yeah. and that's how you nation build yeah. 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 see right now we're just right now we're just in a process we yeah. keep defining narratives and we keep defining relationships through the lens of our oppressors and as long as we do that yes it's going, exactly. it's going to be forever broke. Exactly. It's going to be forever broke. Exactly. Woo, man. Woo. Got this is so... <laughs> we got I wish. Is Marvell listening? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. This has been such a wonderful conversation and even more than I ever even imagined or dreamed. Thank you so much, panel, for being here and sharing. We're going to have to uh, talk about part two, maybe next month. I don't know. We have to talk about that. But this has been oh, a wonderful conversation. And family, I hope that... This is something that you are having with your family. Remember this particular episode. Remember, it's live today, but it drops on podcast on Tuesday at 12 p.m. So make sure you're following the show. Ms. Wanda's Full Circle Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcast. Um, and make sure that you are tuning in, you know, listening with your family. Before we go, though, I want Brother Coon. I already asked him to bless us, bless the mic with a little something, and then we're going to get out of here. But I want him to be the last word, so I'm just going to say again, remember to... Um, like and, and follow the show on uh, social media, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Circle 975. Make sure you follow Blue Cup Convos on Instagram as well. Um, and follow all of our panel. I'm going to put everything up on the show page. So follow the show. Again, this episode will drop Tuesday at noon. So make sure you're subscribing to the podcast so you can get a notification when this drops because this is going to be fire. And it's going to be something that hopefully you'll share with your family and friends and start to have that dialogue so that we can really truly heal our community the way we need to be healed not the way anybody else tells us yes. the way we need to be healed yes, yes. so brother Coon I'm going to give you the mic and this has been Full Circle thank you so much shout I appreciate all y'all yeah, yeah. 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 appreciate yeah. that full appreciate that show love to everyone you meet and I'll drop it over to brother Coon go ahead brother alright that was a 90's kid Avenger reference if y'all didn't catch it man i'm a 30 i'm eight i'm earthquake baby man 1989 made me um so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna just kind of like encompass a, a few broken pieces uh and i say 
black woman, black woman. I love you, black woman. Black woman, black woman. I got your black woman, black woman, black woman. I ain't one of them brothers that's put here to cast limits on you. See, I believe in you, even if nobody else do. But I, And I want to see you conquer all of your obstacles. You safe here. You safe here. And this black man need to feel safe too. Mm. I truly love black women because my mama's one. When her youngest son was young, he silently promised her that when he grows strong, no man will ever bring harm to her. So me loving and protecting you is a way of me honoring her. And I say, black woman, black woman, I love you, black woman, black woman, black woman. I got your back, woman, black woman, black woman. I ate one of them brothers just put here to cast limits on you. See, I believe in you, even if nobody else do. And I want to see you conquer all of your obstacles. You safe here. And this black man need to feel safe too. And I say, but is it safe here? And can I rest here? Is it safe here? And can I rest here? I say, is it safe here? And can I rest here? Is it safe here? And can I rest here? Not sure if you're aware, but for this black man, it ain't always safe out there. Although he's not the type of man that walks around in fear. He's been wearing warrior armor for years. So his body be tired from all the wear and tear. So is it safe here? And can I Rest here. Is it safe here? And can I rest here? And yeah, his eyes see clearly that you're attractive. And yeah, you give his lower extremities an extreme reaction. But what matters mo more to him than just physical passion is... Am I safe? Am I safe here? And can I rest here? I said, am I safe here? And can I rest here? Could he leave his sword at the door while he recharged? Mm. I said, could he leave his sword out the door while he recharge? Could he relax his chest while he exposed his heart? Could you treat his battle scars like a work of art? I said, am I safe here? And can I rest here? Am I safe here? And can I rest here? There's more to this cowboy than what is shown on the shallow. Many learn lessons from love roads once traveled. Some were kissed by the sun, others covered in shadows as he journeys for miles through this treacherous gravel. He has a couple of questions to ask before he gets off his saddle. Am I safe here? And can I rest here? Is it safe here? And can I rest here? I said, am I safe here? And can I rest here? Am I safe? 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 Because all things of high value should be kept in a safe. So can I rest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peace and blessings. Peace and love. Kuna poet, wear your heart. Wear your heart. That was y'all energy. Wear your heart. Um, I just yeah, just wear your heart, family. That's how we're doing Peace. it, fam. We'll see you next week. Peace. This has been Full Circle. Follow our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5.